As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So no fail is just kind of bringing it back to like, hey man, what were you taught when you learned how to ride a bike? Having a flyer go off somewhere else is almost as serious as a pistol shot for I think because I mean the original weapon lights that were issued were like what 60 meters or something like yep. that. Yeah. Hey everyone, Matt Lanfair here with Primary and Secondary. Welcome to Modcast. This is episode 229, open mic quarantine number six. We have done this every night for the last six six days. The date is March 29th, 2020. It's almost April. Cool. Some of us are going crazy because we're stuck. Some of us are deemed essential employees and are working in the morning. Um, yeah, these last, last six days have been awesome. Uh, great discussions. Um, I was thinking we were going to be doing normal modcasts, but these kind of took over. These kind of have a mind of their own. Um, we do have a couple things on the back burner right now. What I'm hoping is that we can continue doing this though. I have, uh, I have a schedule that would allow us to continue no matter what. I suspect though tonight might be a little abbreviated. I don't think we'll be going a, another six hour episode. We might. Might go to 12. I have it set. We could go 24 hours if necessary, but I, I doubt it. But yeah, with some of us having to get up in the morning, it might not go as late as uh, we have in the past. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors, uh, Filster Holsters. Let's see here. What should we discuss? I still like the Flex. The Flex is a cool, cool addition. So if you're carrying appendix and it's almost, I think it's pretty much compatible with almost any good quality holster. What you do is you get this flex system and the flex attaches to your holster and it is this um, piece of fabric. It's like a fabric panel. It's kind of rubbery almost that has um, spots on it that you can add uh, magazine pouches or knives or medical stuff or whatever. Basically, as opposed to having a Kydex cod piece, the one single mag pouch attached to the holster, which really doesn't move around with your body. It works for certain kinds of bodies, but not all types. The flex is much more universal, allows much more, much more flexibility with your body without having things dig into you because the whole flex platform moves. It's malleable. Um, also, big thank you to Facts on Firearms, Threaded Barrels, 
AR barrels, pistol barrels, barrels of various colors, various lengths, Faxon has them along with uh, uh, bolts and other parts that you might be in the market for. Especially with everyone being stuck right now, everyone's looking for something to do. Well, last I checked, UPS, FedEx, and the mail are still being delivered. So it's time to do some online shopping. Um, also, big thank you to Walther Firearms. The episode is brought to you by the letters P, P, and Q. If you haven't messed with the Walthers, when you get the opportunity, do it. If you get a chance to shoot it, shoot it. If you have a chance to dry fire, do that. Out of the box, I really think these have the best striker fire, or these are the best striker fire triggers. Um, ergonomically, it's it's rather rather comfortable. Um, also, the grip is slightly larger, longer than the uh, Glock 19, which for me is a plus because I do like having that pinky support. Pinky support to me allows me to provide a little bit more control over recoil. Um, lastly, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Honestly, we're doing this for you. Um, without your support, we wouldn't be able to uh, produce the video content that we do. We wouldn't have the resources that we have available to also produce. Um, all, of our, all of the stuff that we use costs money other than Facebook. And we have a lot of stuff. And a lot of stuff is offered. A lot of stuff is for your use. That includes that forum, too. So as as well as all these uh, these forum or as well as as well as all of these podcasts, um, there's hosting and things like that involved. So every every time we do one of these, uh, it gets uploaded, or I actually wind up downloading it, and then I have to edit it, and I have to use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro to do that, and that takes a little bit of time, and then that gets uploaded to two different places. Uh, one place is YouTube, so everyone can access it. And then the other area is on Spreaker uh, for the audio only. So it's, uh, it's a good system. It works. Uh, what I've been trying to also do is with the video podcast is add the audio links. What I found out was I can't, I can't have our, let's see here. When our podcasts are super, super long, I have to break them up because I can't upload. I don't remember what, what the size is. There's a certain size of audio file I can't upload to Spreaker because it winds up being just too big. So I'm breaking these up into three-hour segments. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we're providing plenty of content for you. Every night's been great. Every night has had some wonderful conversation, wonderful people dropping by and talking and just, just hanging out. It's nice to run into friends like this. I am a fan. So question about magnifier with red dot on a rifle. I've had them. I currently have one. It fits a very, very good niche. And here's why. Low power, low power variable optics are awesome. Some of the issues with some of them is as being uh, daylight bright. Red dots, however, are kind of a different animal. Um, another op another thing with uh, low power variable optic, depending on the magnification of the optic itself, I tend to like to keep it on the top end and I like to have an offset red dot. And I'd rather have an offset red dot than an offset, uh, offset iron. So we have daylight bright, which is kind of an issue. Um, and also simplicity and weight. With a red dot and magnifier, I have the ability to remove that magnifier as needed, save up a little bit of weight. 
Um, I actually found that to be really helpful. Basically, I keep the magnifier nearby, but not attached to the rifle at all times, or vice versa, or I keep it on if I'm planning on using it a lot, and then remove it if I, if I need to. But it's just nice to have flexibility and ability. Now with everything, low power variable optics, red dots, magnifiers, there's a scale to this. There's some good stuff and there's some bad stuff and it isn't necessarily, not everything is determined by price because we can spend a lot of money on some crap. We also can spend very little money and get crap. So frame of reference is real, real important. Basically what frame of reference allows us to do is to analyze this stuff and, and, and use the information that we already have to compare. Uh, in primary and secondary, I've posted, I don't know, three, four posts specifically talking about this kind of stuff, talking about scientific, scientific method um, and different ways of thinking and how people are doing this and how they're using it to their advantage and why. The important thing is finding a good source of information. And that's been actually a very interesting discussion recently, talking about people who don't have this frame of reference and they put all their eggs into one basket, kind of, with who they wind up listening to. If you're just on the receive end and you're not using any of this, this critical thinking and, and trying to see things for yourself, looking at other, other perspectives, the odds are you, you might be misled. But it's interesting. Um, I'm constantly assessing what I, I'm assessing the, the value or the, not the values. <laughs> Have I mentioned that it's been a very long six days? I'm constantly assessing the sources of information that I'm using. I'm constantly assessing the methods that I use. I'm constantly assessing um, positions and opinions. And so what's nice about the, the circle that I have is I can constantly do that, but then also I can jump out and go look at other, other perspectives. And then from there, kind of figure out, okay, how does, how does this mesh with my experience, what I know? And if things wind up meshing and things wind up clicking, cool, I just got myself another source to pay better attention to. And not everyone has to say the exact, hell, when it comes to firearms, when it comes to self-defense, not everyone needs to be carrying the exact same damn gun. Not everyone has to have the exact same training. Everyone's going to be very different. That being said, my favorite example is if we take a thousand military people and a thousand cops and a thousand competitors and a thousand serious end users, put them all together, compare notes. There's a good possibility many are going to be coming from very similar, or they're going to be coming to very similar conclusions, even though they're coming from different experience, different backgrounds, and all that kind of stuff. There are there is some commonality throughout all of this, and that's um, that's where this this works out really well for us. There we are. There you are. What's up, bud? Oh, nothing. This is only day six of this. That's okay. We got about another six months of this to go. <laughs> I, need to figure out, I need to figure out what day I'm going to be taking off. I, I don't even know what day it is anymore, and I don't even care. I'm just like, whatever. Nope. 
And it's funny because so many people were, so many people I, I think want to be non-essential and now that they are, I think they're hating their life. Yeah, the, the, the only thing I know is I'm like, remember when I said I needed three weeks to get everything done? Here we I, are. I needed about I needed about 12 days and not even, and I'm like, okay, what next? I'm like, how many rifles can I go through and do maintenance on that I haven't done in five years? Uh, I'm like, I've got, you know, there's only so much gear and so much stuff I can get done right now. You know, I've got to get the I've got to get the yard tractor in for its yearly tune up and stuff. And I'm like, oh man! I'm like, I'm gonna get the garden started early this year. You know, I'm gonna get yes. prepped prep for that. I'm gonna get this done. I'm gonna get that done. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'll have all this done in about two weeks. Yeah. Then what? You know, there's there's only so much practice time I can go handle right now. You know, at least having a private club and shooting here at my own property is nice. You know, put, put the plates up. I can at least work some stuff. But then I'm like, uh, you know, it's like, it's not like the farmer down the road doesn't know I have guns, right? So I'm not like trying to be all sneaky about it. I'm like, I don't care. Everybody's got guns where I live. So, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. I wonder how many people are investing in traps for their basements and shoot their suppressed 22s. You know, all those who want lead contamination. Um, That's true. That's true. You know, the, the one big thing, I mean, that was a big thing, you know, back in the 60s, 70s. You, you know, my uncle and all his other buddies from DPD and stuff, they all they all had a trap in the basement. You know, plate steel that some dude welded up and they'd sit in the basement and they'd shoot guns and they all wonder why they all died of cancer. You, you know, I mean, it's probably why that and all the hoppies gun oil. Um, probably at that point you know the one thing that i'm glad that i invested in you know was a mantis you know yeah. mantis system works great you get enough dry fire and it breaks up the dry fire and then um a good true airsoft gun you know you know i uh the more i think about it the more i think about what uh carl said about vr mm-hmm. and it can it can be an escape and that just it sounds it sounds kind of good it's really expensive well, uh, for a decent PC, that would be that would be the big the bulk of it. Yeah, and most everyone has a decent PC or should yeah. buy one. Should at least something within reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, it's like I look at my twenty twos and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out back. And I'm going to plink with my twenty twos for a while. And, you know, I'm going to start playing with all that stuff, and it's just going to be a continuation. I don't know what they're talking about in the chat. I'll have to look in the messaging, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's real. It is very, very real. And people are going to run out of binge watching material. I, I haven't even turned the TV on. It's been off for literally 10 days, but you know, it's never really on that much anyway, because well, it is TV. Oh shit. You Where'd killed you your video. No, no. I swiped the wrong way. It's this isn't Tinder. There we go. It's somewhere. Oh, hold on. There we go. I'll come back. There I am. Yeah, it's um, it just it, it's going to be what it's going to be for a while. It's going to give me, you know, it's giving me a good chance to shake down a lot of kit that I needed to go through. And then I'm like, daytime hours, you know, it's like I try to be outside, try to do whatever it is I can do and get done out there. It's been windy, rainy, stormy in the past two days, so it's going to cut that out of the equation. Yep. So now I'm just like, okay, now what? Yep, go through gear, go through kit, find boxes of stuff to get rid of and donate to the local PD guys. You know, it's. I'm on my like fifth gear purge of the past two years. 
And it's just, I keep finding more and more garbage or not really garbage, which is stuff I'll never use, you know? Yep. And I'm like, okay, this has to go. That has to go. And like, here you guys go. Here's a box. Enjoy. I you know, don't, know, don't know what to do. It's like, oh, I've got this velocity placard. I'm like, I don't use that one. Yeah. So, and for me at work, I'm kind of looking at, I'm not normally patrol. So I'm looking at the schedule thinking, okay, what's going to be the most effective use of my time if I'm going to be out doing patrol, I want to supplement where we have, uh, where we, we, where we don't have double coverage or where we might have something lacking. Mm -hmm. uh, at least there's that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Someone's asking if you have any recommendations on airsoft Glocks with RMRs. Oof. Um, so that's an interesting subject um, that we've seen. The problem is some of them won't cycle real well and the material doesn't, isn't conducive to milling or machining them on some of them. Uh, I think the KGWs, and there may have been one other one, um, aren't bad, but that's where, you know, like, a, like the Baylor mount or a Duick defense mount kind of comes into play on some of those. It makes a little bit more sense. Or, you know, honestly, double-sided carbon tape. I'll just stick one on there at that point. Yeah. And, or I'll just you know, I'll get a more expensive, an expensive dot, like yeah. a doctor or somebody, a Burris, whatever. And then I will literally just like <laughs> adhere it to the gun. And that's all. We had Jeremy. Because they're lighter no. weight. Yeah. Because they're a lot lighter weight. We had uh, Jeremy from uh, UTM on last night and we, mm -hmm. talk, we, we discussed little training things as well that could work. Yeah, I think some of the really good gas guns, the better gas guns, will work with a red dot. I just haven't invested enough money into them to even go that route other than, you know, my UTM gun. Because I'm like, yeah, UTM gun, I use it. So that's, you know, part of the deal. But oh, I, haven't, I haven't dove in on those too heavily yet to really go, yeah, this airsoft gun's going to work. This one doesn't. Because, you know, you, you'll spend more money than it costs for a real Glock at that point. You know, when you really start diving into them. But I think like the KGWs and there's a couple others that are really high end guns, but they're expensive. They're 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 the cost, you know, more than a regular Glock. Um, you, you know, and that's the other thing with them. Like, look, if you can shoot irons, you can shoot a dot. If you can shoot a dot, you can shoot irons. Just shoot the pistol. It doesn't matter. It really, truthfully, doesn't. It, it's one and the same once you've got it down pat. Question came up. This is a pistol question for for you. Are you aligning the pistol in the hand so the bore is in line with the forearm or not? No. Grab the gun the way it needs to be grabbed and shoot it. Stop it. The sights matter. That's about it. And the sights only have to be relevant to the size, distance, and value of the target. You know, there's a reason why you can take some 12, 13-year-old kids, girls and boys with really bad hands. You, you, you know, as far as grip, you'll, you'll see them grab a Glock 17 and they're like, you, you know, they're all knuckled over and they're like, and they're still hitting. Um, you can take these things and get away with murder with a lot of things, but as long as the grip is maintained, that's the most important part. Yes, you try for a good alignment. Eh. It's like how many times have you grabbed a gun, followed the grip and presentation, you know, nothing's right. And you're just like, ping, you know, and you're still getting hits. I mean, distance value target, obviously if I'm shooting 25, 50 yards where I shoot a lot at 50, you know, I like it to be right. I, I want it to be absolutely right out of the holster grab presentation. I mean, but even when I grab a pistol, 
it's like, yeah, there's still a degree where it's on the outside edge of the forearms. You know, I don't have this direct, full, wrap-centered, very uncomfortable grip where it's going down metatarsal, blah, 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 blah. No. Just grab the gun, have a good enough alignment of what you get, and shoot it. Stop overthinking the process. So what you're saying is use the sights? Yeah. Use those bumpy <laughs> things with a dot on top and shoot it. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what's there. Yeah. And if, and if you don't have one, you should definitely get yourself a couple of spare mod lights. Yeah, just one or two. I had to go buy a spare uh, Yeti edition PLH2. <laughs> that, that is an awesome head. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, uh, I was very happy with the way that head came out. I really, really was. I was, I was overly ecstatic about it. It's just enough throw in the middle ground. It's just enough to keep situational in the middle. People start to squirt in between you and anybody else, but still have that driving throw. That's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like to keep one on a handheld, and now this new one will go on my go-to rifle. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. That, that that is like. From what I feel, from what I see, I think it's probably the best CQB light, you know, configuration mm -hmm. right now. If years back, way, way years back, uh, when the Scout Furies came out, you know, which was just an absolutely great light, but it was all flood. And it was awesome if you were living indoors, right? So 416 upper uh, with the Scout Fury, you know, but it was a lot of flood. Uh, this is actually Pat's uh, upper. Mm. And... It was great, big head, good reflector, a lot of light, a lot of information, but it lacked beyond, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards, where rural patrol guys, bigger, deeper building searches, you know, hey, man, it's not going to cut it. And I, I literally said, hey, can you make this head like with a combined reflector that doesn't, okay, cool, got it, no problem, we're not going to do that then. And lo and behold, we have it for mod light, you know. Well, the nice thing also about that throw, it's not necessarily that we have the ability to engage at that distance, but we also, we have the, well, we have the ability to use that hot spot to bounce. And so we don't necessarily need to point our guns at things. We can use that light and bounce it around as far as we need to. Bingo. Yep. We can Kinda do a nice. lot of lighting. We can do a lot of light with that. A lot of techniques that are important, which, you know, the problem I see with a lot of low light classes over the years. It's, it's the same thing. It's a lot of up and down. Um, yeah, it's some important bases, but they don't cover the umbrella lighting, you know, splash yes. lighting. They, yeah. they don't cover how to use the light indoors from muzzle positions of high or low ready. Yep. Um, so that lacks. That lacks a lot. Everybody's about the same thing, and you'll see the lights come out in the line. They'll be like, choo, 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 and then the pathway is painted right back to them during the presentation of the gun. And then they're looking and they're setting the gun for these perfect shots. They're taking too much time. And this time they've illuminated themselves 100%. And they've taken too long for that process. Instead of, hey, we hear something, there's something there, present the gun, light, ID, or as the gun is coming from either a high or low, as soon as it gets parallel, then light goes on. But stop painting paths. We see the same thing with laser work. And it does. It gets frustrating after a while. But there's a lot of there's a lot of miscommunication as far as what these things are capable of in either a handheld or a weapon light when it's attached to the gun. And just guys like, well, you're going to point your muzzle at something with it's on your gun. No, not necessarily until I want to hero, yep. because there are ways to do this. If you just 
open up your mind a little bit more and understand the applications and where you are at. Yep. Yep. You know, there, there's, there's so much ability to sit here and literally, you know, high, high port the gun, not really high port, but we got high compressed ready at this angle. And I can directionally get it to light and splash over and behind and around things that I may not necessarily be able to see in those voids because of the furniture or whatever else is between me, them, A and B. So, but again, you can't point the gun up. I'm like, stop it. But they allow you to point the gun up to reload the gun. Why is this still a thing in 2020? Yeah. Stop it, admin. You're hurting your guys. Back in our day, we used a mag light. Well, that's cool. And you also had a three cell plastic ever ready. Shut up. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, yeah, it hurts. And, and it is, it's, it's literally hurting our own people. Well, unfortunately, and unfortunately not enough people, and this has been a common discussion, not enough people are testing out stuff and they just take the word of what the internet says. Well, the internet said this, this personality says this. Well, so what? See it for yourself. Go compare notes. If you're, so, so if much. you're, yeah, if you're. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Limiting yourself to one or two sources, there might mm -hmm. be an issue. Yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, you know, it's like you ask Chuck. Chuck will tell you, I'm not a white light guy. You know, Chuck will say, man, I'm not, like when him and I were teaching a course, he's like, hey, man, you're going to I said, yeah, I got the white light portion, bro. I got, you know, I, he's yeah, because that, that's not my world unless I'm looking at this, this or this. You know, he understands it. Yeah. That wasn't his application. You know, we're blowers. Blowers will be, yeah, man, we white light everything unless we're doing specifics under goggles. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of different variations to this, you know, and guys need to understand that, that there is a whole other world. And, you know, it's like the, um, I get a lot of questions about the therm switchbacks, which I, I like in some applications. Others, I'm like, you only have so much time and training to sit here and figure out how to twirl, spin, and use this thing. And it's not going to work this application, but it'll work this application. So now I've got to feed guys, you know, umpteen different techniques with this thing, which, well, it is good. And it's really good in applications if you're going to take the time to learn those applications properly and practice it. But if not, it's like, hey, man, we use FBI, we use modified FBI, we use Harry's, and we use a Necker high index. 
and that's it. <clears throat> you know, we've got engagement techniques, search techniques, and long engagement techniques. That's it. And then they all flow into one another for interior work. So that and the other thing with low light, um, Romp, Romp can attest to this as well. And some of the guys, I don't know if Romp is in or not. Um, when I'm teaching their guys a lot of it, you know, I teach them to ditch the handheld if they're caught dirty at the car. Uh, a lot of guys will still try to hold on to that stuff, run with it, get the gun into play. I'm like, look, man, if you're starting your search and things get really bad really fast on your approach and you're here, dump this, move, turn, deliver, get on the weapon light if you have to at that point. So there's a lot of transition work between handheld and weapon light, not only stowing, but getting rid of, let it go. We saw this in combatives with, unfortunately, the, the constable in Texas years ago that was killed on the side of the road, still holding on to his light and everything else that he had. And that's a natural fact. So often when I teach these courses, I teach these guys to let go. If it's in your hands, get rid of it. It's not important at that point in time, including this handheld particularly, because it's not like the old days of mag lights, right? Where we could use them as impact weapons, so to speak. You, you know, you're running around with a small surefire mod light or stream light in your hand. This, this isn't doing you any good right now if I have to start playing tangle, tangle, grab guys, or if it's going to the point where I need to get a gun and I need to get moving, the last thing I want to be doing yep. Yep. is this, get rid of it and get the thing that will save your life in your hand. So there's a lot of stuff that gets taught that doesn't get taught, so to speak. So there, there's a lot of that. And you know, uh, luckily, a lot of the more progressive departments and that, those, those guys are very, um, they're very responsive to it and like, that makes sense why we did this now versus this and why this. Oh yeah. We've seen that on videos on dash cam and guys are still, asking, yeah, let it go. Just get rid of it. You know, it's, it's important stuff, but they don't practice it. You know, I mean, the last class I did out there with that, with the, with that team, we, we spent the vast majority of the night portion, just letting go yeah. shooting, letting go and light failures. I mean, like guys, if it, think of it as if it fails, you just let it go. If the batteries go boom, done, let it go. Just get rid of it. So, you know, we, uh, we do it. Well, what's strange concepts that are never discussed on the interwebs? It's because I've given up on the internet because people are stupid. It's, it's, they just like, but so-and-so, my, my, I, I don't care. I don't care what so if you're that in tune with it, go back to so and so and stay there with them and live in virgin love. I don't want to hear it. I don't. Yeah, when I uh, when I hear that kind of stuff, I usually like to respond with something along the lines of, "Well, have you tried it yourself? Have you tried this and this and this and test this out? See, yeah, does it fit?" Like, you're like, "What? My range won't let me do that." Then shut up. Yeah, you know, that's that's a big problem. <clears throat> I, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this or somewhere else. I said, you know, legitimately, I would rather teach a vast majority of all my courses in the dark or at least transitional lighting into the dark and you will see much better results out of the students. Well, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it would be a benefit to the students if everything's taught in the dark because in the light, that's, that's cheating. That's easy. It's Why don't easy, we add right? some complexity? So the, where they have to think. What? Stop it. I mean, you just don't tell them what to do. Here, do this. That, that's, you know, and that's, that's the hard part of being a quote unquote instructor or teacher or trainer or whatever guys want to use coach. I don't care anymore is that they don't have <clears throat> a, you know, discovery learning process. 
the the guys get up there they give them the you know the dictated here it is you'll shoot this course of fire you're going to do this you're going to do that and, and here it is this is what it looks like okay blah 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 and there's not enough reps usually given for them to figure things out and that's one thing a lot of us do that are in this circle you know we we give the guys that we'll do the demos 50 percent, 100 percent. we'll demo them down you know we'll walk them through we'll talk them through we'll do the demos once or twice show them the variations of it these are the options you have you have three magazines on your belt here we go i'm going to bounce up and down the line and work with you on it as, as we see the problems if something comes up say hey man yeah cool we'll bounce right down there and we'll get with you but you need to let them fail you need yeah. to let them succeed and figure these things out for themselves while they're applying the test because they're going to try to mimic what the instructor does. Whereas, you know, some of us have been doing this for 20, 25 years. And we're like, hey, you know, the gun looks like an extension. It flows and light flows. Everything flows naturally. They try to do that and it, it gets frustrating to them. So letting them figure it out at a moderate pace, like, hey, and I tell guys, you know, hey, for the first magazine is this exercise, I need you to just do it efficiently and figure it out, talk yourself through the steps, work yourself through the steps and look through it. Like, yeah, okay. I said, don't worry about firing three to five rounds. I said, even if it's one round, even if it's, okay, this doesn't work here, this here, if it put this away, figure this out and repeat. And then for your second mag, third mag, or as you get through that first magazine of 15, 17, 20, 30 rounds, whatever it is, depending on the gun, you literally have 45 to 90 rounds being fired in this evolution for you to figure it out. And we'll come along and we'll tweak you as, as we see the frustration and the little things happening. But for the most part, you need to be able to look at it and say, oh yeah, this. One of my favorite lessons I learned at Darcy as an instructor, it was to, the ability to identify the difference between a teaching moment and a learning opportunity. Being on the catwalk and, and watching a couple guys cover an area and saying, hey, that area is open right behind you and you're not aware of that. Am I going to let them aware? Am I going to bring it to their attention or am I going to let them learn on their own? Sometimes you need to let them learn through positive pain reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's the beauty of opposed training. You, you know, you're, you're going to learn the hard way. We saw that for years down in Alliance when we were doing it, especially the, the op four guys who knew the structure. I, I could sit three rooms deep and tag dudes that weren't covering a specific way. You know, I'd be like, oh, look at that watch. <laughs> ow, 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 what happened? I said, hey, man, that door was cracked this far. You don't bypass that door. That door's closed. That's one thing. But if that door's even remotely open, you need to cover it. You need to stick a muzzle in there or you need to shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going there, guess what you can do? Push the door, close those three inches and bunker it in. Yep. Yep. Drops, drop somebody out. And they're like, like, you'll catch up to everybody else. Don't worry. You're all going to get a chance to play. So it's, it's, it does. It gets frustrating at times with that because there are moments where you want to just be like, you need to, you know, nope, he's going to learn in about three and a half seconds when his butt cheeks and thighs get filled in with, oh, 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 he's doing the dance. Absolutely well. And it's kind of sad when people talk about these, these uh, types of courses. So thinking of shoot house stuff and stuff that it, it relies multiple cogs to function. Mm -hmm. People are going in thinking, oh, well, yeah, I, I can just take that without considering, okay, how much experience do you have? How much training do you have? How much, how are you seeing, how are you applying the big picture? Um, I remember years ago going through Darcy and a couple people 
they were feds, they didn't have the best weapon handling. And during that class, they were focused right here as opposed to focused out there or thinking about the next problem. And yep. thinking, yeah, shoot house classes, they are cool. They're very fun, they're, they're awesome. Yep. But make sure you're doing things in the proper progression. Otherwise you're, you're just cheating yourself. Yeah, 100%. And it is, the thing that we saw a lot of is, is obviously that the weapons handling, right? Guys don't necessarily understand because most flat range work fails them. They don't, the yes. weapons handling and flat range courses, a lot of them do not prepare them for, for interior work. Um, that's one of the things I try to push in my courses heavily is how the gun flows, how they mount the gun, deliver the gun from the highs and the low and from admin positions and from the draw of how this works indoors, like and why these exercises are here and just kit setup alone. I mean, there are ways when guys look at it and go, you completely broke shoulder contact with the stock of your gun to take that left-hand corner. Oh yeah, you bet your ass I did because I've got a very tight corner to take and I'm going to compress that gun. And the way I'm going to take that carbine and lift that gun and step into that turn and deliver the gun as I see things through a threshold, they're like, uh, why don't you just, I said, because now you're creating a swing. You're, 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 you're on a door, right? You're creating this, this hinge swing point instead of simply lifting, turning and stepping in with the gun. I'm like, Oh, I said, and that keeps you from doing this and looking here. And then your gun is doing this. And now you have head gun separation by three to eight feet in a space. And they're like, oh. and, I'll, and I'll take a picture from the catwalk or some shit. You know, their, their gun is doing this. And they're like, whoa, need to catch up. And then they mechanically overdrive the gun past their point. And they're like, too late, bro. And then you got to swing the gun back. And they're like, oh. Yeah, so yeah, it's very real the way you deliver the gun. And a lot of times for that, I'll use like my mall, I'll use the Viz laser to show them that path on the wall, you know, from the catwalk. They're like, I did that. I'm like, yeah, you did. This is why we're having this moment, right? This is the learning moment, right? This is the moment where you were, you, you're being taught something to learn. Don't do this with the gun, you know, or how like Jared and other guys will teach you know, how to shoot on the move while collapsing they don't get it you know they still don't understand it because they've been taught the mm -hmm. oh i went left so i got to go right to left instead of left to right and i went right so i should go there yeah bro opposite directions like i can't do that that's hard yeah, it is hard math didn't someone refer to that as as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes. It's exactly what it is. It, it, it's very, very hard for dudes. And then the other one that gets me a lot when I see this when we're teaching it is this. Gun down, eyes to the gun. Why? Generally because they're following the footsteps, footprints through the room via the textbook way of taking a fan turn, right hand turn. They like to as they're, as they're going across rooms and across walls. I'm like, going, what, what, keep this thing up here and this because you can't, you know, it doesn't work that way. Me, me and Chuck and some other guys saw a lot of that a couple years ago. We're like, hey, man, out here. Oh, I think your internet went. Your internet turned Yeti. Oh, he died. There he is. Oh, hold on. You're, there we go. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what happened. But yeah, you, you would see that a lot where guys would literally grab the gun, you know, and they would be like, oh, yeah, you know, and they'd, and they'd sit here and they'd, and they'd mount the gun and they'd be here. I'm like, why, why are you dropping your heads? Don't, don't drop your head. You, you know, you, this can work independently of this and these things move independently of this. It's, it's kind of a wild thing how that all works. And yeah, it's always... Um, well, you know, though, there are some rooms where there's no floor. So you need to pay attention to the floor so you don't fall off the map. There could be, you know, the flat earthers believe in that. And then, then the other thing is, you know, it could be water and then Aquaman could jump out and attack you. Yes. It could be a landmine there. You're there might be sharks. With lasers. Yes. You need to watch exactly where you're going. We're dealing with, with guns. When we're dealing with guns, I, we forget how to walk. Snakes. I think, I think some of that may come from guys that are also unfamiliar with goggles. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, the floor. <laughs> There's, I think a lot of that could come from that too, instead of using that and looking out and down on the bottom of their goggles to see certain things. But I think there's a lot of that too that comes from that because they're uncertain of foot placement and what they're walking in and on and over. I, I haven't been able to pin it down, but it's, it's one of the theories. So... Well, just thoughts. And that's another topic. Positioning of goggles is a interesting. <laughs> Put them on. They really got to be higher though, so you can see under them and around them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard that too. Okay, whatever one works of these, this week. One of these days, I'll get some. Well. John is saying that naturally we walk with our heads down. Some people do. Now, so if you're running a helmet, you just have a counterweight back there to keep your head up. But it has to be times. like seven and a half pounds, right? It's like, uh, neck workout. <laughs> don't do don't do that. Or or the guy behind you in the stack is holding your your the back of your helmet up. So you have to Yeah. There's gotta be a, like a cinch strap on the back of your helmet, like a leash. Hey man, get your head up. Yeah. Well then when you're doing that, then you can look under the uh, goggles. Perfect. I think we just solved all the world world problems. 
dear God, we're all going to die. We're well, all yeah. going to die. Yeah. There's that. Sooner or later. Clock's been ticking since day one, since you've been kicked out. <laughs> Fact. Guy's like, but this, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, sooner or later it's going to happen. So it might be the virus. It might be the bourbon. It might be somebody shooting you. I don't know. Though we still have water and power. For now. That's a, for now. For now. For now. Yeah, the only thing that would make this whole thing better is grid down. And then I'll get real sporty real fast. Like, woof. Sit back. I know, right? Worst, worst pandemic ever. No zombies. No looting. No Board pillaging. People. No, no trampling the weak and hurtling the dead. None of that. It's like, oh, all those books I ever read lied to me. One second after all those things, you know, they all lied to me. Lights out. I'm like, I was sitting here with my goggles on waiting. And I'm like, this isn't happening, but I could look under them. Oh, man. Steph's here. Look out. Lock the doors. She's probably eating Cheerios again. I mean, Chips. How do you know? It's nothing new. <laughs> It's nothing now, new. Steph, I don't know if you've been following comments on the YouTubes. On the uh -oh. YouTubes? Yes. Uh, there, never, there might, never read the comments. No, no, you shouldn't. But there might be people looking specifically for you. Like in a good way or like... Depends uh, on like what you think alley. good. Depends on your definition of what good is. I the one guy was really awesome. Okay, well, what what are we looking at? Because it seems like you guys know what's going on, and I don't know what's going on. It's just she's okay. Hot. Let's find it. Yeah, that's <laughs> she's single. That's pretty much what it is. Before we well, go into this, um, Matt, why does your hair look different? Because I'm not wearing a hat. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, and I don't mm -hmm. have crap in it, so it's all <laughs> sticky, yuppy up, and whatever. It looks good. Yeah, it's because I'm old. Mm. Mm. Gray hair looks really good, though. I shouldn't we're have said all, that. We're all old. <laughs> Except Steph. Yeah, because she... Well, it depends. Because some days she says she's 23. Other days she says she's 24. So, no deal. It depends on the mood she's in. <laughs> Prerogative. She's a woman. They can do that. So, where do I go look for these? Just on, YouTube on the YouTubes. Comments. Yeah. I don't Is remember it if it was... Any? I don't remember if it was day one, two, three, four... Now four is not published, so it's one to three. It's day one. Okay. Okay. Day day one, day two had some. Day one was the I think the highlight reel. Okay, I'll go look. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty epic. Oh look, she's drinking Stella's too. I thought it was apple juice again. No, that's Stella. <laughs> well, I know stuff too well. That's a Stella. So Matt, did you see me get off in a rage on here last time? Oh no. <laughs> She's she's she is the biggest hothead in the world. Okay, like, you did see me get off on a rage because like I turned my camera off. But if you would have seen Steve, yeah, Steve knows all about it. I know. It's a flaw. Head. It's a flaw. I, I prefer to call it being passionate about something in the wrong context. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword wrong. It's all right. You look pretty cozy, Steve. Yeah, I'm surviving. I made uh, I made a spinach uh, set of lasagna wraps tonight, which were awesome. Um, those were good. And then I made, so I was digging through my freezers because I have three chest freezers, not six, but three. And 
So I found a whole bunch of like triple berries that I had frozen a couple years ago in vacuum packed, right? So I'm like, awesome, I got all these berries. So I got a bunch of blackberries, blueberries, raspberries and stuff. So I made a cobbler tonight, right? And it actually turned into a crumble. The packaging said, I, I vacuum packed those seven years ago. Oh my gosh. And That's it's fine, awesome. Right? Oh God, I, I can, are you kidding? I've got, I was eating applesauce this week in 2014. I saw 2014. that, that so good. Oh my God. God, it was so good. Cause I'm just, I'm just that kind of guy. Everybody's like, how can you eat that? I'm like, the same way everybody else in our ancestral link ate that stuff for the past 2000 years. Get over yourself, people. Um, why did you say three chests, not six? Why did you say it like that? Cause I did this. Cause I have oh. three chests, three chests, not six. <laughs> Okay. Three, three, okay. three of them. That's fair. Okay, I'm on the YouTube. Don't, don't do it. Why? So Matt sent me, and I thought he was referring to this one, but Matt, do you remember a, like a while ago, the first modcast I was ever on, and then it premiered, and then the um, like comment on there about females? Yes. Like how they come on to primary, secondary to specifically not listen to females' opinions, so then they were like, I'm out. Uh, ah, they shouldn't they shouldn't what, what do women know they know heard, about birth and babies who was on last night aaron aaron was on last night all kinds of people were on last night yeah That's good. lots yeah. of people but i got off on a rage because one i'm a hothead <laughs> and two like it i felt like i don't know there's a lot of good people on there and um it was during the conversation about like basically how to react to people putting out bad info. And I tried to go down the whole road of like, okay, but we need to make sure that our whole sphere of influence doesn't look bad as well. And like, it's not like a tip for tap kind of thing. And then I got cut off and then I was like, F this. And then I got off. <laughs> See, hothead, hothead. <laughs> but it was good because it turned out good and there was good info. I heard you guys talking about dry fire and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. but, as I'm folding laundry, this is so nice. It's like dry fire. It is. Folding laundry is a lot like dry fire. It's boring. What you're saying is if somebody cuts you off, you're going to rage quit. She, she is. That's pretty much typical woman attitude and behavior. It That's depends. what I'm saying. It Most depends. women I find are irrational and emotional and behave in such manners. They're emotional creatures. It's what they do. It's what they do. I would mm -hmm. say it's irrational. It's rational, rational to them. Completely, completely <laughs> irrational. I believe you. 110%. Truth, all of it. Nah. Stuff is just passionate. It's not really rage. It, 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 it's, it's a temper tantrum of passion. Is, pa is it passion or immaturity, though? It's passion. You know, Definitely passion. And that's why I bring it up is because at that point, I think it was like a little bit of immaturity just cause I was upset. I wasn't necessarily upset that I got cut off. I was upset about the information. Like, I don't know that so people are gonna- So you don't mind if people cut you off then? I've cut off Matt about 50 million times. <laughs> so I can't fact. be mad at <laughs> Factually. I actually- but it turned out fine. I had a panelist PM me last night after he got off and he says, you know, he really likes being on here, but he doesn't uh, feel comfortable just jumping in and he doesn't like to interrupt people. And I says, you can interrupt me anytime. Just mm -hmm. if, you know, if you have something to say that's relevant, 
just say it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of part of what I think is interesting about the open panel, open mic panel thing, you know, is there is, there is none of, there, hang on a second, let me show you here. Let's see. Oh, I As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't see it on here now. There used to be a thing on the bottom here that it had where you could raise your hand. There's none of that yeah. crap. Really, you know? um, so, yeah. Well, I think as a panelist, you don't need that. No, no, I don't think yeah. so. I'm still waiting to hear from Kevin. He has his hand raised, and I don't know why. Todd, however, he raised his hand. He's already mod. He's on. The best person that is good at interrupting is Caleb Giddings, and he won't interrupt just for a little bit. He'll interrupt for a half hour. That's because Caleb is usually <laughs> hammered out of his mind and has no filter at that point. So you yeah, can he's... only raise your hand when you are uh, not a panelist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caleb was pretty hammered the other night. It's Caleb. I don't, I don't know exactly what he was drinking, but... I think he only drinks hard stuff. I don't think I've ever seen him drinking beer. Oh, no, or yeah. water. Or water. <laughs> or water. He yeah. lives in Florida, too, which is a little skeptical for me. Like, he needs to hydrate. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. So what's happening, Todd? Just got uh, some stuff in the oven for dinner. I'm vegan, vegan bacon. Negative. I have slabs of pork belly that I am turning into pork chashu to make ramen tonight. How much Ooh. pork belly? All the pork belly? Uh, this was this was two pounds. I just grabbed some from the market the other day. Mm. Sounds wonderful. It's mm-hmm. gonna be delicious. And uh, I've got people bugging me to show Matt old pictures of me all day from high school. Hmm. Yeah, there's a, a picture that surfaced of me in a drag contest at our high school graduation party. So that's, that's awesome. people were like, why hasn't Matt been shown this? Why hasn't it been brought up yet? I've that seen was it. so good. It was so good. Uh, someone just called me classy, and I don't know how to feel about that. Bad. Ignore it. Thank you, random person from the internet. <laughs> Spence, I've seen him on here a couple times. His name is Spence. We're all going to die. 
Ooh. I think we're all pretty well fucked now, though. Yes. With Trump's, Trump's new declaration. That we're Which going one? To, we're going to extend social distancing till April 30th. We should all probably just consider ourselves economically fucked. So I was, I was reading a report um, by a, a virologist earlier, and they were saying that the fallout from this, likely the quarantine stuff will get lifted uh, around the middle to end of June. And that we should start expect, you know, start seeing society regain normalcy around then. Until then, just uh, buckle down. I was like, oh, cool. We are facing an economic collapse and businesses are not going to recover till like Christmas. This is awesome. I I invested in land, ammo, food. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty well set on the ammo front and the food front. Uh, But like... I'm literally trying to figure out how I can start getting two and three more jobs to pay bills in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Whatever. I'm not even talking about this mess tonight because I don't care. Don't even worry about it. Don't, don't, don't even worry about it right now. Just don't. That'll be fine. It'll all be good. Be like Steph, drink Stella and eat chips. Yeah, I, I (laughs) honestly considered taking up drinking again, which is not healthy for me because I'm an, don't do that. I am an angry drunk, so it's bad news. So am I if I drink certain things. I'm just going to sit here and smoke Cuban cigars. I got a shipment coming in. I got some sticks coming in. And Joe, you know... Plenty plenty of pipe tobacco. We we discussed pipe tobacco yesterday. Uh, Joe, you know your video is off? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Doesn't have any pants on again. Yeah. It's nothing new. That was, the shop. that was brought up too. Like people were pissed off because everyone was talking about how much alcohol they were going to drink during the quarantine. Fuck and those people. Were like, people were like, well, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Like this is miserable. And it's like, all right, well, there's this thing on Facebook that you, that's called time out. You can go onto their profile, literally hit like time out and it'll basically clear all their stuff off your feed for like 30 mm-hmm. days or 60 days or however long you want it. Oh, wow. so you don't want to see their shit during quarantine, time them out. Yep. Uh, Joe, someone wants to know what cigar you're smoking. I'm smoking a um, Arturo Fuente Gran Reserva from Cuba. <coughs> nice choice. Uh, I also half expected to have an inbox full after that comment about ammo that I dropped last night in the panelist thing and not one yeah. person messaged me. I was shocked. Oh, I'll, I'll take a couple hundred thousand rounds if you got it laying around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll chat offline about this. Uh, yeah, drop me a please. message on Facebook or in the mod chats or something. Yeah, that'll work. Mm-mm-mm. Then there's it, stuff. Is uh, Ben going to be taken care of with all that, Todd? Um, so Ben has shown an interest as have some other people in a group. Uh, they were looking for about 30,000 rounds. And from what my guy is telling me, the sky is the limit. The more that people order, the cheaper it gets. Um, so can you say what it is? Uh, from what he tells me now granted this is he used to do a bunch of government uh ammo contracts and has connections for just about anything that you want m855a1 
I've asked about that, and he said that he can get it, but not readily available. So, and not officially. Yeah, but he uh, he Spice runs a bullets. shop. He runs a shop down here in town, and says that he can get just about anything. And I said, okay, let's figure it out. I could see us putting together where, a group where, by. Where are you located at, John? Vegas. In a place. Oh, Vegas, yeah. Yeah, Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, too far to drive. Well, they ship it. Uh, he, he ships. Yeah, yeah. And what kind Please of ammo was this? Um, I have ordered uh, 193 Nine, five, five, from him. Okay. Nine five five six shotgun ammo forty forty five. I mean, like literally, he offered me sixty thousand rounds of three oh eight in MG forty two belts the other day. Asked him, just like, hey, I know you guys have an MG forty two. Do you want it? I was like, ah, oh, we don't have any use for it right now. Hmm. So, I mean, he can he can get his hands on most stuff apparently. Yeah. Hmm. I think. Uh... Yeah. That's a very good question, Matthew. That's a very good question, Matthew. Why would military officials be going to Cheyenne Mountain right now? That's nothing new. They're afraid of the green hat. Cheyenne has actually been closed. I thought it was Judgment Day. That's why. Because Judgment Day is right around the corner and the Terminators are coming. Yeah. Hmm. If people only knew half of what they think they knew, they'd be amazingly. They're so so dense at times. Do we need to break out the tinfoil hats for this conversation? No, tinfoil is a conductor. When will people know (laughs) that? That's true. (laughs) Remember, Remember when you used to have to wrap your TV antenna with that stuff? Like, no, yep. So, so Steph, back in the day, TVs had antennas that attached directly to the television set, and you had like you three to five channels, and the knob, rabbit ears. You had to actually, get up and walk over to the TV and go click, click, okay. click. Carefully, that, Joe, you're going too fast. I don't yeah. remember uh, tinfoil on it. And the original cable TV was called On TV, and it would come on like remember On TV twenty. At like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. at night, and you switch the box over and you click that thing. Yeah, that was real back. And you had this stupid little goofy antenna in the house. And we had and we had uh, TVs that had two dials. The top dial was VHF, and the bottom was UHF. UHF. Yes. For what? Channels. If I remember, Fox was one of those. Yeah, the UHF channels never came in very well. Like VHF channels were ABC, CBS, NBC, and then the UHF were all the oddball channels like PBS, NPR. It was public access. It's basically what public access became. Yeah. Also, the movie UHF, highly underrated. Yes. Yes. Do you want to drink from the fire hose? Mm hmm. Big satellite dishes. I remember those things. They were they made the best hunting blinds after that whole thing went to hell because they were like fiberglass. Yeah, fiberglass. They had these big fiberglass saucers. Man, they made the best hunting blind roofs. I got an aluminum one back here behind a barn. Matter of fact, uh, Steph, I remember when MTV used to play music videos. Yes, I was there for that. I was there. For <laughs> I don't think you were. <laughs> you I were was. like so. You were so like eighty four. I miss I Headbangers would, Ball. 
I remember getting up for like high school. Was it junior high or was it still elementary at that point? But I would get up for school before I went to the school bus and listen to songs on MTV. So don't even. I was still there for that. But Todd, first, do you first song. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. First first video on MTV. What was it, Steph? I don't oh, TV, TV killed the radio star. I was going to say video killed the radio star, wasn't it? That's yeah. right. Video killed the radio star. Okay, yeah. What year is that? I'm just saying I was around for a little bit. I'm not saying I was there when it first started. Oh, my God. <laughs> Todd, that, uh, that same um, comment thread that your uh, skanky photo was on of you in women's clothing... I was going to post, like, a photo of, like, an embryo because, like, I was not alive during all those pictures of, like, Roger and Apopo in the yearbook and everything. So I was just going to post it. I probably wasn't even an embryo at that point, to be totally honest. It wasn't even a thought. Here, here you go, Steph. Listen to this. Okay. Hang on. Are we doing MV MTV, like, best hits? Just listen. Can you hear it? Radio killed. Yeah. Or video killed the radio star. The radio star. Played prominently in Empire Records. <laughs> yes, with, with, with Hans Zimmer. So that was like the first one you said? The first one? That was the, that was the first video they played. Yep. When MTV went live. Video came to the radio star. I think it was in 84? 84. No. Yeah, this, the song actually came, in, came out in 79. Yeah. Crazy. It's a fucking terrible song, too. <laughs> Horrible. Good. Turn it off. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I remember those days. I was 11. Yeah. 11 yeah. or 12. And, and here's one that you other three guys will remember that Steph won't probably know anything about. The TV my, show Cheers. My, 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 my Max Headrum. I remember Max, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. No, Max yeah. Headroom. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Max Max Headroom actually started out as was, it, was a, he on Cinemax? No. Well, he started out as a. Um, it was a hack. It was a hack on TV on TV stations, and it was like totally accidental. You know, the the FCC they didn't know what the fuck was going on. This computerized head guy got on TV on every station yeah. was going. It's Mac, 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 Max head, 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 headroom, and going crazy, and they ended up making a yeah. TV show on his dumbass. Yeah, some dude made a lot of money off of a hack sitting on his Commodore sixty four computer, and that he was uh, played by yep. Matt Frewer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Matt Frewer is that who it was? Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't understand. I know you wouldn't. Don't worry about it. He was on multiple like channels. The How does system. that work, though? Because he doesn't like own rights to those channels, so I don't That's understand. The hack. They, they, the they, hack. Hacked, they hacked a satellite dish. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Is that That's not legal. No. At all. <laughs> really? <laughs> like at all? <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, hey, Steph, Neither is hey, half Steph. the other stuff we do. Yeah, <laughs> Steph. When did you have your first drink? I told Matt this story. It was sixth grade. <laughs> no, and this morning exactly. That's oh, for the day or. Okay, that, I, didn't, I didn't do it, like, on purpose, though. I thought it was apple juice, and it was my dad's Miller Lite. 
So still legal because, well, still not legal, actually. So the, 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 person that, the person that accidentally hacked the satellite didn't intend for Max Hedrum to be there. They That's were, fair. See, yeah. They, they were plugging legal. around just playing with stuff. And then right. all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Max Hedrum. Yep. Pretty epic. Also um, featured prominently in Back to the Future 2. Yep. Yes. Another movie that Steph probably wasn't around for. I don't know. I didn't watch those. I also didn't watch um, any Star Wars. So it wasn't. Yeah, I know. And I could be button. doing it right now, too. I could be. Actually, I probably should. Her. But if I were to start watching it, mm -hmm. Matt, I'm purposely ignoring you. Yeah. If I were to start watching it, I would watch it the right way to try to like understand it easier. Instead Which of like is so the right way. Four, five, six, one, two, three. So it'd be exactly. the way that. But so, it'd be harder to understand, wouldn't it? All right. So I, I grew up, my dad, I, I grew up watching Star Wars and sci-fi because that was what my dad really liked. And so that's what we would often bond on. And part of the reason that Star Wars was so popular back in the day is because it's basically a space Western opera. Like it literally just, even though it was sci-fi, it had elements of so many other genres yes. that audience like people outside of its target audience were like holy shit i like this because it is closely related to something i do like and then it just sort of the march of the empire yeah and lucas even though lucas is a giant scumbag mm -hmm. he he was super smart about merchandising and brand naming and all that stuff and then he completely ruined everything when he let his stupid fucking kids design characters for the first three and thank you you mean you didn't like Jaw Jaw Binks? If I wanted to hear a stumbling retard ruin movies, I would watch anything with Ben Affleck in it. You would you would watch Joe Biden. <laughs> that too. Well, that's a good hey. point then to watch it in that order because then I could get hooked on it better and not think bad of it if it if it went downhill after. So after the first three, I stopped. The first, so the original four, the originals are four, five, and six, and they. Yep. If you look at it by today's standards, it's a it's an okay story, but it's not like holy shit, this is life changing. That's how people say it is. Well, so people time, like though. me who yeah, and people who like me who grew up on it, like I'm still heavily invested in it. But you you go on to one, two, and three, and instead of like the cheesy like storyline and costume, they just mm -hmm. shovel CGI and effects down your throat because that's what was yeah. cool at the time. And again, a few elements withstanding, decent story, some cool effects, some some great characters like uh, Darth Maul was an amazing character in mm -hmm. and of himself. But then you have things like Jar Jar Binks and a couple others that are just like, Jesus Christ, do I have to sit through this? Then if you look at the the modern ones like uh fuck what are they seven eight and nine yeah everyone hate when it came out everyone was like seven is an exact replica of episode four and it's pretty close story-wise but that's why it's so awesome because I remember it, he was mad at me for telling everybody that han solo was gonna die everybody got mad at me on the internet for that i don't know why i mean it, it was only a matter of time well, that's like forgiving you. When oh my I know gosh. nobody, everybody was so mad at me because I, I kind of got a sneak peek like five months in advance. Um, somehow, and it was great. I'm like, hey, 
you guys, I hate to tell you this, but Han Solo dies and it's a pretty epic death. It could have been better, but yeah. And everybody's like, shut up, you liar. Then the movie came out and everybody just oh. crushed me on the internet. Well, it that's like so good. When Return of the Jedi was in theaters, people were walking out of the theaters like, oh, Darth Vader's his father. And they're like, fuck you, yeah. I'm going to kill you. Kill you. Yeah, yeah, I um, that. But seven, eight, and nine, especially seven, like they just evoke such nostalgia in people like my age that grew up on it that that's why seven was amazing in and of itself eight is a dumpster fire the whole fucking thing sucked that was uh jj abrams fault for turning over control to that other idiot nine they did a great job of kind of trying to retcon everything so it's i i enjoyed it the most underrated movie ever 2010 of space odyssey phenomenal film phenomenal amazing wasn't like the first hour there was no dialogue at all yep amazing 2010 space odyssey was awesome hi dave todd here's a throwback for you flight of the navigator i love that film it's probably my favorite disney film ever ever no that was good but you know what was really good uh what was the one with the dude in the video game tron Tron. No, no, no. That Tron was awesome. That was really good. But um, the other one with the kid playing the video game in the trailer park. The Wiz. Yes. Last Starfighter. Oh, no. 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 Last, Last Starfighter. Star Last Starfighter. Yes. Star I like that one. Yes. Last Starfighter Star is also movie. phenomenal. I forgot that about that one. one. Death Blossom. Death Blossom was Death epic. Blossom. So obscure 80s sci-fi film that I absolutely loved growing up was on today. It's called Dreamscape. Anyone ever heard of yes. it? Yeah. Yeah. With Dennis Quaid. Dennis no, Quaid playing was? a okay. psychic. Yeah. Dennis Quaid yeah. was a psychic that would go into people's dreams to help heal them through therapy. Yes. And the other dude that the was a bad guy dude. from Commando. Yeah, he was the bad guy from Commando. He was the bad yep. guy in this. Yep. Phenomenal film. Absolutely. Lost. No, I looked it She's up, but it's another 80s fucking movie. <laughs> of so. course it is. He just said it's There's early 80s. Guy. I know. But then, no but then Steve started talking like tw- what 2010, and I was like, okay, I can get down with this. And then no, I'm no, back. 2010: A Space Odyssey was like in like 1980 something. I mean, it oh, was I th- like another one. I thought it was 70 something. Seven. It was, was it, 77. Was it 70, 77, 78. Maybe? Oh, that's an yeah. old one too. Then, but oh, really good effects and Fuck. really cool. It was so 68. Here's one for you, Steph. Wait, here's one for Steph. Steph, you yeah. saw I Am Legend, right? Yes. So what was oh, that a hard. what was that movie a redo of? I don't know. Omega <laughs> Omega Man. Okay. Charlton Heston, which was a redo of which movie that had Vincent Price? Oh, I don't know, Steve. I don't think she knows Omega. who Vincent Price is. Omega no. Man is nineteen seventy one. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then you had that was kind of a redo of the old Vincent Price flick, like Last Man on Earth, or something like that. It was, it was, yeah, it was another one of those movies that was really cool. Like Soylent Green. Soylent Green was a great movie. Yep. All right. So being that at least three other people in this channel are, are movie buffs and like older sci-fi stuff, there's a movie oh. that I remember watching as a kid, and I cannot for the life of me figure out what it was. All I remember was that it had a, a, a space crew, and at one point they're walking through part of a ship, and there's like these um, – for lack of a better term, like uh, cocoons that like fell off the ceiling and little people came out. Oh God! Um, That's the only thing I remember about the movie. Oh, I remember it was fucking shit. awesome. Shit. You're talking about the movie Cocoon? No, 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 no. I, re- no. I remember Cocoon. Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. 
No, because yeah, that would that took place on Earth. This was like in space. <laughs> so so here's one. I can't remember that one, but it'll, it'll come up. So remember the movie where they shrunk everybody down and they were sending it to the guy's body. Raquel Welch was in it. Um, it was a weird sci-fi. sci-fi yes. Flick, um, weird Steve, Steve Martin, Inner Space. No, 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 no. Like Fantastic Voyage. Thank you. Fantastic Voyage. Chuck's together. Huh. Um, it, was, it was before that, man. It was a really weird one. So like really bad Warrior. B-flick, like 80s, 70s-ish movies. Um, Steph, you're not watching Blazing Saddles? What's wrong with that? I watched yeah. it. No, Dropko put it on there. He was like, oh, let's it, make a list that Steph has to watch. It's a and great movie. Blazing Saddles on there. Yeah, I've seen um, that one. Was Blade Runner on there? I've never seen Blazing Saddles. Seen it uh, once. Steph, was Blade Runner on that list? I don't. He didn't make the list yet. So Blade Runner, Blade Runner definitely should be on the list. Cap- oh, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, that's Blade fucked Runner, up. Blade Runner, the Maze one. What the oh. fuck? No, 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 that's <laughs> that's Tron. No, no. Yeah, that Blade Runner is probably the film that defined Harrison Ford's career. Um, he like plays that. he he plays a cop who is tasked with taking out these cyborgs, for lack of a better term. I'm gonna ruin um, it. I'm gonna ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin, ruin it. it. No. Go ahead. That's, let's, that's too good of a movie to ruin for her. Yeah. She's got to see it. Yeah. Don't ruin it. it. Ruin. She Thank won't you. watch it anyway. She won't watch Thank it. you. It's not actually ruining. It. It's just asking the, a question that we've uh, we've the the, the book is super solid too. I already know what you're what you're gonna ask. I already know what it is. Yeah. Anybody that's seen it and stopped and thought about it knows. Yes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mm, the worst, well, which like, shitty movie am I thinking of? Were they Trilogy going of the Terror. Maze? Maze Runner. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like last year, <laughs> modern the modern uh, Maze Runner is based on an old movie. Yeah. Uh, that's horrible. That's it was horrible. close. So, so does this mean that you haven't actually seen any of the old TV episodes of Planet of the Apes either? No. Oh, Ugh. the best. The best were the old original Planet of the Apes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Those were the best ever. Are they really good, though, or are they good for their yes. time again? Like, no, they're they were ridiculously good. They're okay. awesome. Like, like, when they gave him a lobotomy, 
I was always you more know. partial to Buckaroo Banzai, being honest. But there was Buckaroo only one Banzai. movie. Yeah, was well, yeah but it was such seen, a long series. Now, you know what was a good flick? She was another one that was awesome was The Final Countdown. Yeah, that was a good yes. movie. Was that with the one with the other one? Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one. Goes back in time. Dude, you got to watch that because it's like this whole carrier group, the Nimitz, right, gets sucked back in time to like a couple of days before the Pearl Harbor attack. And they've got a whole entire naval strike force, dude. It was amazing. And I mean, I mean, literally, you got a couple of 14 Tomcats splashing zeros, man. It was awesome. Like, it was a kick ass movie. Like, you, it's like the original Top Gun, but better. I mean, without Tom Cruise. So, I mean, Final Countdown was a movie is sacred, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No volleyball really scene. Top Truth would have been way better without Tom Cruise. Someone just brought up Dune in the chat, no. and I have to agree. I, I would love Dune, even though it was terribly done. Yeah. The remake yeah, was horrendous. Yes. What about that's, the Philadelphia yeah, project? Like something that you could, if uh, Ron Moore mm. and, uh, and crew, David Icke got a hold of that and remade it, then we'd have something. But Is that Rick talking? Yes. No, nobody cares about Rick and his little mini army that he has, his whole platoon. <laughs> you say I'm that now, the, uh, the numbers to win. Yeah, I'm curious how the new Dune will be, and if, mm-hmm. the, if it's actually going to get released this year, or if that was—I don't remember what the date was—but uh, I think we might get fucked out of it with all the Corona shit. Rick yeah. put mm. his estimated uh, stimulus amount in one of the mod chats, and I nearly cried. Oh, I know. With, with every kid he's got, it's going to be about eighty-seven thousand dollars. It's going to be nice. I tell you, a movie that freaked me out when I was a kid was The Abyss. Ooh. Aha. Ooh. I don't know why that movie. I, you know, I, I can watch it now, no big deal. But The Abyss just freaked me out. Mm. That, and that I, and I, when I was a when I was a little kid, I used to wake up on the weekends really early, like four in the morning, and sneak down and sit in my dad's recliner, and I would watch movies. Steve, Steve will know some of these, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You know, Attack of the uh, Killer Tomatoes was awesome. That's a great movie from back. And then. Hardware Wars. Mm. Yes. Attack of the Killer Clowns was another good one. Yeah, Attack of the uh, was it Attack of the? There's one with giant fucking rabbits that used to attack people. That one scared me. Night of the Leapas. Yes. <laughs> so you, you know those were redos of. You know those were a redo of. Because uh, critters, Joan remember Collins, critters. Critters. So Joan Collins was in a movie way back in the day when she was hot and only on Husband 18 instead of 88. Um, called them. It was about giant ants. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was so awesome, man. Them was that, killer because it was ants. That movie was the inspiration for Meet the Applegates. And Steph, to answer your question, the way we remember all this stuff is, we didn't have smartphones or computers or any shit like that back in the day. Yep. So you actually so watched we, it. So all we had to do is watch TV shows like this yeah. over and over and over and over again. And be able to quote them. And yeah. Yeah, them. yeah, that was a big part of it. Oh, yeah, you guys guys if you went to school and you couldn't quote the movie, you were you you didn't you, really you watch it. Done. Yeah, yeah, you didn't you watch sucked. the movie. You didn't actually watch the movie and you were like, <laughs> you sucked. <laughs> you sucked hard. <laughs> movies, movies like Spaceballs, Mad Max. Like, if you go back and you watch, and I did recently, watch the original Mad Max again, like the first one. It was really boring, really boring. (laughs) 
But like, you didn't think it was our attention spans have been like. Oh no, man! When Mad yeah. Max came out, when Mad Max came out the first time, it was like, oh shit, it's the apocalypse! It's the end of the world! <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the best movie ever! Now you watch Mad Max and you're like, that's so lame. Dude, I don't know. So, like the opening scenes of Terminator One and Two, mm-hmm. like the opening scene of Terminator Two. Terminator Two was like the greatest shit ever at that time. And oh, it's honestly, still an amazing still, movie. Still is. Yeah. Still is. Still still test of time. And I always, as a kid, wanted an entire movie of just a future battle, and they went and fucked that up. Like, so Terminator on the Mad Max, so much potential. Yeah. On the Mad so, Max topic, like I'm waiting for people to start throwing on football pads and leather <laughs> leather stuff and dude, just running I, I've around. Got it. I'm it's not gonna even be amazing. A plate carrier. I'm not even putting on a plate carrier. I mean, I'm your plate carrier doesn't have shoulder pads, pads now. No, it's no, just gonna I, be I like I don't have the mission. Rags tied too. around the biceps and then one around the head. Yes, dude. I'm so gonna be dressing up like literally. It's gonna be a, car- a combo of dressing up between the Ultimate Warrior and Mad Max. So the other night, I think it was Friday night. There was someone driving around the strip, wearing nothing but leather underwear with a hockey mask and playing the Purge Siren out of the back of their car. It was yes, uh, I saw this video. Oh. I'm done with that party. It was guys- it was humongous meets the Purge, and it was not comfortable. Did you guys Amazon see has uh, LED lit purge masks for like ten dollars. So I uh, I sent a few to some friends. Did you guys see the the woman up in New York that got they, they captured pictures of her? She was naked sitting on the Wall Street bull. <laughs> this woman runs out. They don't even know where she came from. She's buck naked. She climbs up on the Wall Street bull, and her friends taking pictures of her on a, on her iPhone. And this photographer is wandering around the city taking pictures of nothing, right? Because there's nothing going on. Happens to snap some pictures of them, and they they put them on TV. It was He's like bucket list done. Sit <laughs> <laughs> on the bull naked. Check that one off the box. That's just yeah. not no, hygienic. How that started yeah. was they're they're sitting there in their living room drinking. They're like. You won't sit on the bull naked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well. Watch this. Yeah, exactly how that worked out. Let's do this. Oh, my God. You she won't should okay, so watch, her, watch her vagina. No, that's like Twice. the chick that started the uh, coronavirus YouTube challenge for licking toilets. Oh. oh, God. She's hot. Like, shit like that <laughs> makes me want the virus to kill off more of the population. It's going to happen soon. So here, here's a movie for, for you guys. See how many of you guys saw this one. This is straight out of the 80s. The Brother from Another Planet. It's ah, ah. <laughs> a yeah, real movie. Uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, the main character was in uh, Terminator 2. Yep. He was the, the scientist. Uh, yeah, Miles Dyson. The guy that played yeah. Miles Dyson. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Miles yeah. Dyson, a guy who's a scientist <laughs> named after a vacuum cleaner. Joe Morton. <laughs> and he got a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I will always remember lines like, uh, bring me the Hebrew. <laughs> what movie is that oh from, Steve? Hold on. Bring me the Hebrew. I bet Matt can get it. Yeah, he mutes himself. Too. I have no idea. I what? got nothing right now. Oh my gosh. Charlton Heston, nothing. man. Charlton Heston. You talking about Ten Commandments? 
No, I was gonna say like that's too easy. I I, I was waiting for like a like a smartass bring me the Hebrew. Yeah, movie. I was like hoping for like a like a there was like some some weird redo movie of the Ten Commandments that that was going on. I'm like, oh, I, did I miss yeah. one? No, man. No. Like like I'm picturing Seth Rogen like no, it's the Jufro, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Terrible. All right, so oh. Seth Seth Rogen, I he got. I haven't seen this movie in forever, and it was on the other day, and I watched it and forgot how funny it was. This is the end. Yes, that was a good movie. That's yes, stupid. <laughs> Dumb humor. I I'll just, just, yeah, just I'll just go ahead and mute myself now. <laughs> no, just just mute her. <laughs> I just when he, don't. When he had, what's his name as a as his his gimp. <laughs> Channing Tatum. <laughs> hey, introduce yourself. Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all, y- y'all cool? <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Matt, we're talking about various movies. Underrated dude. How's it, it going? Good. We're doing movie trivia. If you have anything to add and try to stump us. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I All my movie trivia stops after like 1997. Perfect. Um, that's, that's pretty much that's what we want well you've stumped steph then <laughs> for everything i don't think she was alive back then oh my god no she probably wasn't steve what's your favorite movie Ooh, my favorite movie or you know so so, I'm, so here's the thing i'm weird stuff you watched over and over again that you know all the lines too uh, yeah, that would be Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Look at you, culture. I am a I am a huge musical guy. I grew up with a one of my aunts, great aunts. Uh, used to drag me from the time I was probably 11, 12 years old to the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and to every play that we could get to, and every musical. I, I saw everything on stage from Vita to Cat on a Hot Tin Roof to you name it. I, I grew up. That West Side Story was another one. You know, Sharks and Jets, always awesome. A boy like that, he'd kill your brother. Um, yeah, dude. Who I, knew that was, starting a gang fight would not su- would not kick off with snapping your fingers? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody had shitty, jankety ass knives that you know you would only get like in a Mexican hardware store. Um, yeah. Steve, did, did you ever try? Did you ever try acting yourself? No, never. I found I just if I'm like this, I'm much better off instead of acting like myself. He's like a real life actor in general. That's just who he is. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you though. No, I, I I did. I was I was a huge musical guy. Um, saw a ton of plays, a ton of operas growing up. Um, but yeah, like like West Side Story. But I, honestly, like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Like Adam Potterpie was the man. Like you could just roll into town and be like, I'm going to get me a woman. Yeah, okay. He walks into town. He's going to get a wife. I mean, sets off a whole chain reaction of events, which was phenomenal. Yeah, but I love that movie. That is one of the ultimate. That is one of my ultimate. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That kind of fits with also what you were saying about your, uh, your profession, the direction yeah. you were going to go with. It's not what yeah. people would anticipate. No, not at all. Being a chef. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Vischer, secret vaudevillian. Nice. Fact. <laughs> it is. Um, that, that was part of it. You know, the, the, the funny thing was when I was, you know, 19 and I was out of school and bouncing in bars and figuring out my life, you know, and then I started going to culinary school. That was, that oh, was, the, that was the big thing. I was a chef before I got into firearms. I was a mm-hmm. chef for 15 years. Yeah. It's real. I, I love it. I mean, I, I've, I've been cooking up a storm this week. It's so nice because I've been able to reseason all my cast iron, even though I've got, you, you know, I've got a full onset of some very high-end professional stainless cookware. You ask me what's on my stove, it's it's all cast iron. No, everything I have is pretty much cast iron. I mean, I've got a Viking professional series, you know, six burner grill, griddle, double oven. Uh, it's it's just, yeah, it's that, that's the passion, you know, that, that was really it for me. Why? Oh, I, I do cast iron all day, every day. Absolutely. Best nonstick in the world. And you can kill somebody with it when the zombies come. It's funny because, like, you'll get into this industry and, like, me coming into it as a female, like, I've seen what, like, wives and, and housewives. Because this is part of my story, Steve. Just let me say it. <laughs> so wives and housewives, like, they'll he talk about cooking. like to be interrupted and cut cooking. off. <laughs> Don't make a rage quit. <laughs> Cooking and cleaning, like that's what housewives and, and women and stuff like that talk about, right? Well, you come into this industry and it's all it's all dudes and all these dudes are talking about clothes and cooking and cleaning and they're like the classiest people. And like, it's funny because you'll look at the women's side of it and they're like, this is how you do it so easy. And it's like, takes five minutes and da, 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 da. And then you go into like, watch all the, like Shane King was the biggest for me. Like he's so yeah. classy. And so like, how do you not like, know how to cook as an adult well so kind of (laughs) kind of to address that and i mean it's going to vary a little bit but a lot of the guys that got like sort of took me under their wing when i when i first got into the gun industry were older i mean they were they were an Mm -hmm. older generation and with that generation you had guys that were literally raised that you know you need to learn how to cook you need to be able to sew you need to be a gentleman you need to be self-sufficient so when you are an adult true you know, you can function as a single man until such time as you find that person who's going to be with you for the rest of your life. And then you two are going to suffer through it together forever. And so, I mean, like growing up, I I grew up in a a military household and, you know, my dad cooked and my mom cooked and they were both from that generation. So that, that's something that was very welcoming to me personally in the industry is all these guys that were just complete badasses. They're like, hey, by the way, you need to be a gentleman and you need to know how to stitch something up if you rip it. And yeah. I don't know, it, it's, it's very much a, <clears throat> it, it makes it sound like outdated, but it's very much like 
a generational thing where it's it, a lost art. Interesting fact. Yeah. I I actually tried for a while uh, long arm quilting. Stuff's like what? I don't know quilting? what that is. So yeah, I, I I literally could get you know blankets quilted and stuff like that for a while. It was, it was one of those things I was trying for a while because I'm like, I know how to sew within you know general means. I can I can stitch and do things and that's cool. I'm fine, but I was like watching a friend's mom do it. I'm like, I want to learn how to do that. I'm like, what this, did you this call it? Cool. What kind of long quilting? long arm quilting? So it's a long arm quilter, so you can do like bigger blankets and quilts and stuff. So it was it was kind of really cool to me to actually kind of figure that stuff out for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, no. But it, it was just one of those things you kind of like, it's different. I wanted to try it. Yeah. I think the so, most complex thing I've sewn up is uh, my helmet cover. That's... <laughs> It's a little That's bit impressive. harder than it looks. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's curved. It's actually three pieces, and the way you got to do it, it's, yeah, it's, you can't just, like, tack it in here, and it'll look all shitty, but it came yeah. out all right. It's, it's, That's impressive. That, that I, don't, I don't think John knows anything about sewing or product design or anything like that. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Of course he's not going to say anything now. Yeah, once, once or twice I've seen some stuff sewn. I love Johnny. Johnny's awesome. I have a question for Joe that you actually might hate me after I ask this question, but fuck it. I already hate everyone equally. So equally? Oh, yeah. that's impressive. I'm not, I'm not a racist or a prejudice. I hate everyone equally. What do you think about, and I shouldn't say cigarillos because they're not really cigarillos. Like, they're not shitty cigarillos. They're, they're like acid <laughs> cigars, but they're like small, skinnier, right? Like skinnier. Like, <laughs> so, okay, you and you need to be open-minded to this. No, acids. No, it's just like a standard, like, just mini cigar. And that's what Acid I, to a lot of us means something completely different. At their acid cigar, you can literally Google it. Like I've been googling your fucking '80s movies all damn day. <laughs> like, not you can those. get that in like sugar cube size, and then like the yeah. stamp like thing. But that's like <laughs> album covers. I started on the super shitty cigarillos, and then my coworker told me about acids, and I've that's what I've been smoking whenever I like go out in the garage or whatever. Like I smoke that little acid cigarillo. And to me, I just like it better than a cigar. That's just what I like. And um, I don't know. You haven't had the right cigar. And that's the thing too, but like those take a long frick, but at the same time, yeah, that's, that's a good point. They take a long time and sometimes I don't want to take a long time and I like the taste of acids and I like that they're tiny. I know a few but, friends that used to like the taste of acid too. Yeah, <laughs> same here, man. Back uh, in my day, you never came back from it. <laughs> some of them, maybe <laughs> even on this panel. Back in back in back in my day, we never smoked acid. I mean, it was... oh man, we just pulled it off a piece of paper. <laughs> I actually went to one of my cigar stores, and like he brought in acid just for me, which that that, that was pretty great. Mm. He's like best friend. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People do that at bars too. I remember my first fake cigar. <laughs> See, that's what I thought it was going to get to. Fake cigars, everything like that. If you don't smoke a real cigar, but I don't know. I like them. Nothing wrong with that. That's the end of no. my question. Okay. So, so, so what, is, what is your question then? What do I think of those? I said, what do you, yeah, what do you think of them? Like, not the fact that they're not real thick cigars, they're not real cigars. What do you think of, oh. have you ever smoked them and do people around you smoke them and do you like get like a, 
I don't know. Oh, you know, when I first started smoking cigars, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something, I, I, I started off with um, the, the, and they're not very good quality anymore. They used to be decent quality, but the little Macanudo cigarellos, mm-hmm. they came in a little tin. Steve knows what I'm talking about. They came yeah. in a little tin and there were like five of them in a tin. Yeah. And uh, they were really good quality back in the day, but they've slipped. Um, you know, I, I, there's a, there's a brand of cigarello that I, that I smoke sometimes when I'm in the woods working or whatever. It's called Backwoods. You can buy it at mm-hmm. Walmart or whatever. And those are okay. Um, they, they make different flavors of them. I don't, I don't much cotton the flavored stuff. Mm-hmm. I just like tobacco. Tobacco should taste like tobacco. You know, if it's uh if it's a Virginia tobacco, it should be relatively sweet. If it's a burly tobacco, it should be, have like nutty coffee, heavy, dark flavor. Um, all of those, all of those, um, flavored stuff like black somebody left these here at my shop black and mild wines i was gonna say why do you have those i was like what somebody somebody was here for someone was here for a bonfire and they left them here on accident and they taste i I smoked one just to see what they tasted like they taste like drinking cough syrup (laughs) that's disgusting yeah no thanks nah no I, i i mean but i'm i'm with steve you know Cigars are cigars are kind of a personal. I don't smoke a lot of cigars, but cigars are kind of a personal uh, deal. Where you know, and I, I like a certain shape of cigar. Like I prefer mm-hmm. a torpedo cigar myself. Um, I know guys that like the Gurkhas that are like that big around. I'm like, eh, I'm not. I'm not trying to put Gurkhas and Churchills and you yeah. Know, the thing about cigars is this: they're they're, they're social. Right. It's for when you're sitting around and you're, you're having a drink and you're, you're two and you're into a two and a half hour smoke, you know, cause it, cause it's social, it's talk time, you're relaxing. It's, it, it's kind of like shaving with a safety razor. You, you know, it's like you're there for a purpose and it's like that clearing moment kind of thing for me. Um, you know, and every cigar has a different, you know, kind of match that goes with it. Like I'll have certain cigars with martinis. I'll have certain cigars with certain bourbons or scotches. Because you want them to complement one another, plus the flavor changes. So if you've got a good cigar, you're going to get a flavor change, you know, at every quarter to half mark of that stick. Um, you know, the, the, they may start a little oily, and then they get dry, and then there's this nuttiness or this nutmeg, and then there's this coffee, and then there's so th- there's there's a lot to it. And then there's there's like a morning cigar. You know, you you have something maybe a little stronger depending on your type and your personality. Then you have maybe a mild one during the middle of the day, and then you know that evening one. So there's there's, there's a whole science behind it, just like there is with bourbons and, and other drinks. But pair, pairing is tough. It's like pairing a good wine with meat. You know, certain reds with lamb. People are like, what? With lamb, you drink red with meat? Yeah, there, there's certain reds that go well with certain meals. And it's the same thing with cigars and bourbons and scotches. So, hey, Steve, like, speaking, like, yeah. speaking of this, speaking of all this, uh, you know that pipe that I, that I loaned you when you left here? Yes. Please don't break or lose that. No, it's here. Did you did you look at it? Did you did you notice what it is? No, I didn't. Look at I, it. I didn't even look at it when I when I loaned it to you. you know, I I mean, we're just hanging out in the shop. I loaned it to you. That is a 1950s straight grain Stanwell. Yeah, I'm gonna keep a hold of that one. Yeah, don't lose think, that. <laughs> so, like, I think I, I think yeah, I'm not gonna lose that one. My I think my favorite pairing of like bourbons and cigars. I think somebody asked. Um, 
Partagus, uh, Partagus Black uh, is a really good one for me, and I like that one a lot with either a Blood Oath number four, or I like that with a uh, Bowman single barrel. Those are that's a really good pairing for me with, with those with the flavors. Mm. But I'm weird. Smoke shops probably aren't open, are they? No. Not essential services. But I don't know. I, 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 got, I got a humidor. I don't care. I, I've got about 60 <laughs> sticks in my one humidor right now. So I'm, I'm good for a while. Plus I got two pounds of pipe tobacco sitting here. So. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pretty good. You can, you can go get your edibles, though. Did you know? Oh, I just learned this today. You probably already know this, but um, if you have, like, gummy bears or cookies that have marijuana in it, they weigh it off of the whole gummy bear, the whole cookie. So if you're transporting weed and it's all cookies and you got like 50 cookies, that's a lot of weight. And that's how they, they basically like um, uh, write down the crime. And I was like, oh man, I just learned that today because we my buddy was talking about Swisher Sweets and how they put marijuana in it because they like the taste of the Swisher Sweet instead of the marijuana. But Those would be called blunts. Okay. That's called a blunt. Uh, speaking of movies, speaking of movies, though, I, I'll tell you guys what one of my favorite movies of all time is. Uh, I have a couple from different eras, but probably one of the greatest movies pre nineteen eighty, in my opinion, is Twelve Angry Men. Ooh. Was that knife right there? No. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, so so here's a list for those of that's you guys. A, that's a good movie. Twelve Angry Men was a great movie. Yeah, here's, Joe, here's that a, was, Joe, that here's was a, Stanley Kramer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, here's a list of the actors. Uh, there were only 12 actors in the whole movie. Here's a list of the actors that were in the movie. And it was all filmed in two rooms, actually, in, a, in an old courthouse. Martin Balsam, uh, John Fiedler, Lee J. Cobb, E.J. Marshall, Jack Klugman, who's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. uh, Edward Benz, Jack Warden, Henry Fonda, Joseph Sweeney, who, again, was amazing, Ed Beagley. I mean, classic, uh, George Vasakic, 
and uh, Robert Weber. So yeah, if uh, Steph, if you haven't seen Twelve Angry Men from nineteen seventy or nineteen fifty-seven, that's a that's a yeah. great movie to see. Here, so here's here's, Joe, here's your here's your fun movie trivia. So because Stanley Kramer had done so many serious roles, he's done uh, Twelve Angry Men. Uh, I think he did Paths of Glory, but I'm not sure. Um, but basically, he'd never done a comedy. And so you talk about my favorite movie of all time. Uh, he his next One of his next movies was It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, which mm. I categorize as probably the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. I definitely watch over and over again. Uh, but just shows one. the versatility of the dude as a director to be able to you know, make something amazing. I don't know who could do that today. I don't, who, 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 could, who could make these... You know, even Steven Spielberg, like, what's the funniest Nobody. Steven Spielberg movie you've ever met? Like, 1941. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know, it's kind of like being able to do Schindler's List and some polar opposite comedy um, as the same person. Uh, and it's, that's true. That's true talent. Yeah. So, see, so, you know, here, here was a scary thing like this. If I ever got on a plane and I ever saw Ernest Borgnine as a pilot, I'm getting off the plane. <laughs> True story. <laughs> what, what was it, like airport, airport 77, 78? Like, hey, bro, you, 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 you tanked three DC-10s in the past year. We got to talk. When, yeah. did he die? when did he die? Because it, was, it wasn't too sure long. Ago. Did he die? Oh yeah, he's been dead. Oh, yeah, he's been dead a minute now, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't, I don't think it's that. It was that long ago. Somebody, somebody got IMDb up. When did Ernest Borgnine actually die? Oh, look at that here. Not died. I remember. remember he was in. He was in the. 2012. Yeah, he was in ago. the helicopter movie. He was in the helicopter movie with what's his face. Um, Airwolf. 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 Yeah. Airwolf with Jan Michael Vincent. Yes. Fucking Ernest, Ernest Borgnine is awesome, though. I, I had news for you, though, man. Was he an Ice Station Zebra? Ice Station Zebra was epic. Yeah, I think he we was in that, about I'm a, not sure. A gun was was in Antarctica. He was, he was a Freemason. He was a yes. big, uh, big-time Freemason until the end. That's why he looks Ice so Station awesome. Zebra. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, was in the, he was in the Bounty Hunter. I mean, somebody brought up Blue Thunder. Oh, yeah. Ugh, yeah. God, that movie I hated. Blue Thunder was dumb. Yeah. Uh, 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 no, Blue Thunder was kind of flat. Damnation Alley. Damnation Alley was another one. Uh, so that was Jan Michael Vincent. Who else was in that? And they had that cool RV that was like two RVs connected. With, with like the big um yeah, Eric's, Eric's always put, posting pictures of that on Instagram. Yeah, Damnation Alley was in the yeah, yeah. Yep, and the motorbike. It was the original RV from hell. There's a whole class of B movies I only know about because Eric posts them. Mm -hmm. Like like what? Or back in the day on Light Fighter, there was like that enormous thread about like bad B movies that I yeah, that's right. that lasted like <laughs> yeah. ten years. <laughs> it did. Here's a question: Would you classify the Adventures of Remo Williams as a B movie? No. Remo Williams was amazing. Okay. There was a no. whole point in my childhood where, for like a week straight, I ate nothing but brown rice with honey. Yeah. Every time you run on the beach, you try to do that move. <laughs> Tried it with wet cement once too, and it didn't work out so well. I always just wanted to zip line everywhere. 
the thumbs, being able to try to lift yourself, lift yourself up on your thumbs. So when that was all, when that came out, I was, uh, or when I, when I was exposed to it, I was probably seven or eight. And that was about the time that I started doing martial arts with my dad Mm -hmm. and we built one of those finger boards. And I I remember just making my uh, pointer and middle finger bloody trying to poke through it like in Remo Williams. Or as a kid, like one of the biggest disappointments was like finding out that the the remember those old ninja movies? They're actually called ninja, um, like American ninja from each other. So if you like, watch you mean Shokasogi movies? Yes, all the yep, Shokasogi yes. movies, right? And then, but they had nothing to do with each other. So if you watch like Ninja One, you're like, all right, cool. Here's Ninja Part Two, and it's nothing to do no. with Part One. Yep. <laughs> like, what? No, the, the American Ninja series was bad. Who was that kid? The white oh, kid in the army. Dukoff. Yeah, Michael Dudikoff. That was right. And then there was uh, what's her face, the chick. Um, yes, uh, she got possessed. Uh, Cynthia, no, Cynthia Rothrock. Cynthia Rothrock. Oh. They were martial arts films. They weren't. Yeah, ninja. all martial arts films. Yeah. The the one where the chick got possessed was actually the third Shokasogi yes. movie called Ninja yeah. Three: The Domination. Yes, yes, that's the one I was thinking. Of. Yes. Hey, that one Nothing. was like the most legit one in terms of like production and everything. Yeah, but Enter, or Revenge the, of the Ninja was the best one. Well, I always I wanted, like, as a kid, uh, you know, ninjas were always in black, but this guy finally kind of got smart and had, like, a kind of khaki sand tent ninja suit that, like, when he was in the desert or, like, in a arid environment, I'm like, hey, that looks pretty legit, man. I want one of those. And, of course, Storm Shadow is my favorite character in G.I. Joe, so why not? So Especially version two. I, I've got a buddy. He's like, bah, for you. I've got a buddy who works for a federal agency and he is like the driest sense of humor clown that there is. And he's great. He's always writing requisitions for the things like nunchucks, throwing stars, bazookas, spears, size, everything. Cause you know, they always take something away. He's, he's like, okay, what well, can I have throwing stars? I'm like, we'll write a requisition for it. Sure. He'll, he'll write that shit. He Pretty will. And he's like, stuff. yeah. And they're like, they're like, would you please stop? He's like, nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. I'm going to come up with something different this week. It could be a flamethrower. You know, he, he's going to want something like, how do we deal with this? We should have flamethrowers. Okay, we're going to get flamethrowers. Okay, I'll write a requisition for that. He goes, can we get those on Dermo? I don't know. You know, I mean, he, he's one of those guys. He's awesome about that. But the ninja movies made me think of that. The so, um, One of the biggest disappointments for me as a kid, like Bloodsport was probably one of my favorite mm, films growing up. And mm. to find out that Frank Dukes was just such a fucking fraud was devastating. <laughs> you have really low standards growing up. <laughs> Pocket sand for I'm going to meet myself now. Oh my God. I don't know, man. Growing up as a mar- like in martial arts, like all I wanted to do was fight in a no, like a no rules tournament and murder somebody on the mat. Cause why yeah, not you can get away with it right and to win a, a fucking sword as like the prize like how awesome was that and then he's a goddamn like, charlatan closest we ever got to that was like ufc one through 15 or whatever Dude, the original like the original no weight class ufc yes. were the best man when, when they were like dudes when they were tuning dudes up wholesale i mean that yeah, was awesome. it was just like look no biting no algaging and you're good <laughs> yeah they, they, they were they were bloodbaths no doubt I, th- I think so, like, B-movie flicks, like, Steph would probably at least remember this one, I would think. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. That's not, that's not so a good. movie. That's a national Come treasure. What? 
you, you know they're exactly. making a they're making a sequel to that. You know that, right? I know. Oh I know. no! Wait for that. So just remember here. Here's what I will say about that. They so the Rock is the main character, and he has already said that it is not going to be a redo because no one could touch Kurt Russell. It is going no to be a sequel, and he said that if it does not live up to the standards of the first movie, he will make sure that it never sees airing in the U.S. Now, so that's the only thing that gives me hope. Before we go any further yeah. on that, I got to give him props on Jumanji. The Jumanji, uh, the, the latest yeah. one. Those Jumanji were really was good. good. Those were really good. good. They were good. I had my Those doubts really and I good. watched them, and I was like, no, right, they were good. Surprise. So yeah, I, I guess the thing about that is The Rock really done – understand that there are some movies that you're just not going to be interested in, but is there a movie that he's done that's not terrible? No, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he takes a lot of stuff to heart. I just, I, I'm so I skeptical on, on Big Trouble in Little China. So, so mm. the interesting thing about The Rock is I knew him back in the 90s when he was just coming on the wrestling scene. Uh, him and Stone Cold Steve Austin and all these guys, they used to work out in the gym where we worked out when I was in college, north of Atlanta. And, dude, all those guys are so nice in real life. So freaking nice. They're just regular dudes, you know. Uh, the, uh, the, movie, the movie that really struck me when I was in high school, I was a huge I had a buddy of mine that worked at a, at a dollar movie theater, so we'd go see movies hundreds of times in a row. Like, I've seen, I've seen Tombstone over 700 times, literally. Um, but one of the one of the greatest movies that I never understood until I got to middle age was uh, Falling Down. Which one? It, the oh, older oh. I get, the more I relate oh, yeah. to yes. the more yeah, I relate more to that main character. Him. Yep, hundred mm-hmm. percent. With my other guy, like, like, I, I can totally see myself. why you would leave your fucking car in traffic and go on a rampage. <laughs> I the, the amount of times, especially driving in LA, as much as I do. The, Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's that's a great movie. And I think for its time, um, you know, you look at the time period, the, the early 90s when that was happening, and, and like in Atlanta where I lived, there were a ton of layoffs going on. HP was laying off people. AT&T, IBM, uh, you know, Dobbins was laying off people. Lockheed was laying off people. And I think it really – it was one of those movies that it came out at the right time that really – it struck with people. People watched mm-hmm. that movie and they were, they were, they were immediately struck with, yep, that's my life. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking, of, right. speaking yeah, of the Kurt Russell, Russell thing, thing time, so the Kurt Russell thing, maybe think of Escape from New York. Hmm, how apropos. Oh. Um, but the funny thing about that, Ernest Borgnine, the cab driver in Escape from New York. True. Cabby. Cabby. I watched True. Escape from LA the other day and was just reminiscing like, how amazing it would actually be if someone used an EMP on the entire world. Shut down this podcast. Uh, it would not, so. it would not, yeah, it would we wouldn't be in the podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't be in, yeah, it'd be, and stuff couldn't be raging at people and just, you know, whatever. It wouldn't Dude, be that. There are certain, certain so the cool thing about they, Escape from New York. If attached to a movie, it's like golden, like uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. is like, good to go in my book. If I see his name on something, it's like, I know it's going to be good. If it's not going to be amazing, it's at least good. You know? All right, let, let's, let's figure this one out for Steph. Steph, proof of life. Proof of life. You've never seen proof of life. 
it's a backward one of the best scenes of the actual good use of a saw like a leatherman like and, a leatherman and a, leather, and a, and leatherman. a leatherman and a and leatherman 2000 <laughs> Yeah. You have to YouTube. You have to YouTube proof of life scenes and look at them. Like, like you, that, you'll be like, oh yeah. Should I watch the whole movie? They're in stock. Went no? after that. Yes, watch the whole movie. Okay. The movie um, is awesome. As I may get shit for this one, but the movie Shooter was actually pretty good. The original one with Mark Wahlberg. Shooter, the original with Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah, Not the, the sequels movie. that were dog shit, but the first one was really no. good. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, it, it had good first, elements to it. It had good. That's the thing. It had good mm-hmm. elements to it. Yeah. But. Like they just couldn't make it fit, you know. And it yeah, wasn't. It, it of, wasn't. It wasn't because of of Maki Ma. You know, it was just. I don't know. So Steph, back in the day, Mark Wahlberg was known as Marky Mark, and he had a rap group with the fun, the Funky Bunch. The funky okay. Bunch. And he and is uh, underwear model. One of his first movies was that would like freak people out was Cape Fear. Yeah. He was awesome in it. He was Wait, awesome in that movie. In Wait, who was in Cape no, Fear? No, he wasn't he wasn't in Cape Fear. He was in the movie Fear. Fear. He, Cape yes, Fear was yeah, Cape uh Fear was Robert De Niro. Cape and, Fear was uh, De Niro. Right. And, uh, Fear. Who was, who was in the house? Was it Kurt Russell? Yes, Kurt Russell. Okay. I gotta jump out, guys. I gotta pull this pork belly out of the oven. I may or may not be back later. All right. But yeah, you 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 have to watch you have to watch that one stuff. Okay, Steph. Did you ever see proof oh, okay so proof of life? How about Man on Fire? No. I've seen... This is about to be a real disappointing podcast if this is what we're going to do as Ask Steph if she's seen all these videos. Oh my god. Man on Fire? If you've ever seen Man on Fire... He's a man. He's got a lockdown list now. He's a wild man. Um, I... Creasy Berry? Am I old enough to drink? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. And you haven't seen Man on Fire. Okay. Let me look it up. Boy, oh boy. Look out. It was just exponentially more stuff though now. 2004? Right. So all mm-hmm. these 2000 ones you guys are hitting me with, I, I'm going to try. And then there was another one I have to try, you guys said. And it was an 80s one. I think it was... Uh, Fast Times Ridgemont. Uh, Space Odyssey. No. Weren't you three in 2000? I was five, actually. Blade Runner. Oh, that's right. You're not 23. No. Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow is Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Okay. So I what can about do what that you one. Do? What about Not Way of the Gun? Good one. Don't be the bag man. Okay, okay, I didn't grow up on so I didn't grow up on guns. I didn't grow up on action movies. I didn't grow up on any of that stuff. All right. So so please tell me <laughs> please tell me you saw Kurt Russell's greatest movie ever, which is Tombstone. Okay, I've seen that one. I've seen that one because I remember Will brought it up, and so I went and watched that one after I met Will. Okay. Wait, what about his second greatest movie ever, Joe? Overboard. Yes, that was a good movie. Overboard with Goldie <laughs> Hawn. Kurt that was a great pirate on the boat. It was a very sailboat. Good. I have lots and lots of them. Steph, what's yes. your favorite princess movie? <laughs> so, I actually just watched a romance last night that I bought, which is super okay. sad, but I watched Love and Other Drugs. So that's what I'm watching over at my house. Mm. So, <laughs> But I did want to say just to try to relate to you guys, and it's probably not going to relate to you guys because it's a new war movie, but um, 1917. That so was that good. Was an, okay, so here's why I absolutely love that one. And here's why 
Um, I love the comments that are coming out about it. There's a lot of people that hate it because they say it's really slow and everything yeah. like that. It's boring, but it's so special. 1917 is probably like the most special war movie I've seen mm. based on um, like how they portray it. They do a lot of like just um, nobody, no dialogue or anything like that. And it's really yeah. slow. So you can get the full emotion of what's actually happening back then. And um, I saw it in theaters, so I was super, super lucky to see it in theaters. But there's a lot of, yeah, scenes that last a really long time just to kind of try to get, like, the drama. Well, you wouldn't handle Castaway well. Through it. Mm -hmm. Yes to Forbidden Planet, whoever just wrote that. Steph's new nickname should be Patty Benjamin. Well, I can't appreciate Ste that. Steph should, Steph should also go watch The Thin Red Line. That's another mm. great movie. I can't believe you never saw Private Benjamin either. I'm about to start writing this shit down because what was what was the movie what was the, the movie Sand Pebble Sand Pebble what, what was the movie uh, it was about a U.S. sniper and a Russian sniper and they were faced off together Enemy yes. of oh, Stalingrad well, yeah. that, they were Stalingrad that was Russian, Russian and German it was Russian, it was Russian, Russian and German Russian and German that was about the same you know yeah yeah. I'm thinking of an yeah, enemy at the game. My friend, Vasily uh, maybe had that many kills, maybe not. Uh, yeah. Not to lie. yeah. I was thinking of, um, it's a newer one, again. It was like, actually, people thought it was pretty shitty. I don't know, Rick might know it. It was when, it's. I think it's called The Wall. I'm not exactly positive, but oh, it was yeah. like I two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I kind of liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, you know, it's the, is that the one I'm actually talking about, though? Yeah, when, it makes me want to lick toilet seats. No. Okay, it is that one. Dang it. It's, it's what was the one? Uh, it was the evacuation of the Brits. Dunkirk. Uh, World War yeah, II. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was just called Dunkirk. I haven't seen yeah, it. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yeah, that was legit. I have it in my DVR. I still haven't seen I it. I have a really hard time watching military history movies because, you know, it's what I studied. And I'm like, they just, they drive me nuts. Like, every little inaccuracy drives me nuts. I can't, like... That was a great era for like that whole, gun. Yeah, the whole genre, like, I can't... I, I got into this reading Tom yeah. Clancy novels, and now I can't pick up a thriller, because I'm like, that's... That's not who would oh, be doing boy. the job for uh, that. That's Patriot not, game. That's not how that guy would have talked. Oh, yeah, right? all, the, all the Tom Patriot Clancy games. stuff is, right? is good. You guys seen the new Jack Ryan's? Yes, no. those are legit. I tried. And I just like, was like, that is not how that would go down. I can do and it. That's the not right, the not right part of Northern Virginia. No. Like, like, I just like, it, man. I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But that's that. why people, they're, they're movies. That exactly. That's why people watch documentaries, and that's why people watch movies. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to spending my disbelief now. Well, yeah. it's funny because John knows. You know, we'll sit there like. Yeah, that store's not in that town. That's that's this town. That's not that store. That that's no what no, that's not that store. It's <laughs> just like bo doesn't belong there. It's more like the attitude of the people, like the 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 actors yes. and their body language and I, their I get, I, yes. the way their brain saying. processes. Like mm -hmm. when you met Yeah, you know like there's so many things that would not even be a question. It would never even be an issue. Like right. and it'd be like, like the walking dead would be uh probably one episode long yeah yeah those people just weren't complete fucking idiots and like right. thought like people that would be in that situation like these people would all be dead if they acted the way they were so, yeah i mean like i'd love to write a movie write a book like have you met people like, i mean yeah you have, to, the you have to keep right. in, 
to keep in mind that like right now, think about this, for example, the number one trending show on Netflix is the fucking Tiger King. That should tell you everything you need to know about society. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Those, they I would have a three-word motto. People are stupid. Yeah, yes. let's, let's <laughs> talk about this for a second. So here's the thing, like Disney movies. They're the most depressing movies ever, and children should be afraid. Like every Disney movie is like, it's horrible. I mean, when you look at like, look it up. Yeah. I love well, they that. don't know. They don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I like. I want to see the new movies. Mulan. Oh, I was thinking mm. more like, uh, you know, Dumbo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Dumbo, is, like, Lion King, dumb. right? Like, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, think of like the, those movies when we were kids. Now, right? Like Old Yeller. Oh, that was incredibly depressing. I, I, yeah. I literally like I, I literally did not let go of my dog. Or or where the For red like, corn grows. I Dude, that's a heartbreaker. The, yeah. I just watched True. the new Frozen movie with my seven-year-old daughter, right? Yeah. Um, being, being stuck at home with an extroverted daughter is like having a demented, shoulder, uh, demented parent riveted to your shoulder. But um, <laughs> I know all about that, John. It just ask Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In my house, we're like half and half. And, yeah. Uh, like... The wife's extrovert. I'm obviously not. Rick, Rick you just need to my clean out one bedroom. Introverts, and my daughter's kind of half and half, and and it's just like this shit is. The the, the extroverts are being driven up the wall. And the introverts are like, I don't Rick, know what the fuck you're complaining about, man. Rick, you just clean out a room. Just clean out a room and throw some tools in the middle of the floor and let them have at it, like a crowbar and a hammer, crack a pool stick, like, and just and just let them all go at it. Yeah, and just tryouts, man. Just straight up tryouts with the with the clan, and just you know, hey, the survivors are going to survive, honey. We'll watch this. We'll make more. <laughs> but like, like Frozen Two, to go to your point, was about genocide. Like, yeah, it's a movie about genocide. Oh, it's a Disney movie about genocide, but it's a movie about genocide. Got a great soundtrack to genocide. That's for damn sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, okay. Right. <laughs> Music. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Genocide, but. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, God, terrible. But yeah, I mean, you think of those movies when we were growing up. I mean, it's like you're like, a, oh, my dog. You're like, I'm going to go home and just curl up with my dog for the next seven days. You know, not like go of my dog at that point. You know, I mean, it was, I mean those movies, you go, 
these were horrible. Why do they do that to us? You know, I mean, you know, it's funny, man, is how, is how there's so, such terrible things that could happen in any of the movies. And we just like write them off. Cause you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Like watching predator, his entire unit dies. Except That's him. horrible. It was like, but he kicked the alien's ass. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Billy had the best death. Billy had the best death. In a real world, predator two would be called PTSD. <laughs> Billy, that knife Billy had, I wanted. I didn't even know what that thing was. I think it was a Lyle, but I wanted that big ass blade. I'm like, what was the deal in the '80s with the giant survival knives? With the with the dude, giant, that was the thing. The, the bigger that, the right? knife, the bigger the badass. Come on. Yeah, that started with the whole Rambo thing, man. That, that had yeah. to start with the old Rambo survival knives, right? And then, then you got into the whole thing, you know. Then Buck came out with their survival knife, you know, and everybody got all, yeah, we gotta have these like shitty serrations on here and this junky blade that won't hold an edge and these detachable spikes that you could use for, I don't know what, but detachable spikes on the knife chole were, were pretty cool to have on the handle, you know? You're like, and so how much and the handle think? was hollow and you unscrewed it and it was like another dimension in there because you would pull out any item that you needed at any point in the movie and it would just be there. Yeah, it just kept magically refilling itself. I was like, he's got fishing line, he's got a needle, he's got a compass, he's got yeah, matches on my like a splint in there. Oh, let me fix my arm like <laughs> the best thing about that was so i had one of those like i'm not gonna lie i had one of those knives right like we all did probably the matches used to ignite inside the handle from friction when the strike anywhere would rub against each other and you're like why is why is why is my knife <laughs> it was so good but so bad at the same time i never oh. i never had one i always wanted one i uh the one thing I had, uh, Brigade Quartermaster catalogs. I used to want oh, the uh, some of the, some of the K bars out of there, um, and then whenever like I got like a real job, I just totally bypassed that and went to like carbon fiber ceramic shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how much do you think movies and TV shows, video games, people watch when they're younger influences the gear oh. they think is cool when oh, they start doing it for real? I don't want to talk about one hundred percent certainty. Did that oh, yes. all day every day. So. Did, Mag so did Magpil consciously make their stuff look like it belonged in anime and video games? Yes. I, okay. I, want, That's what I, I wanted the M16A2 with an M203 on it forever because that was like what the ultimate badass of any action flick carried, right? Every action flick. Yes. A 203 would level, you know, entire barracks buildings in Valverde. And I mean, you couldn't go wrong with it. The no, until, it, shot it in real until life, Commando. Like, until Commando, when Schwarzenegger grabbed that 91 out of his shed. So, Tom, check this out. Brigade Quartermaster it used Worst. to be headquartered in Kennesaw, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I freeze? You're good. Oh, there we go. So, Brigade Quartermaster used to be headquartered in, in Kennesaw, Georgia. And I used to maintain the industrial park grounds that Brigade Quartermaster was in. I maintained my landscape company did all their work. So you want to talk about being geeked out? Man, I was in Brigade oh. Quartermaster literally every week. I had repelling harnesses and figure eights and emergency. Did you have the grappling hook? Did you have the grappling hook? Yes, dude, I had the grappling hook. I mean, I had everything that Brigade Quartermaster sold because I couldn't help myself. So... <laughs> So going forward, like Steph, Steph may be old enough to even remember this company. Probably not. Um, remember when Shomer Tech came out? <laughs> and they had like, <laughs> who's that giggling? Who's that giggling? Me. Yeah. Shomer Tech, right? They had all that shit. You could like, 
you know, stink bombs and acid etching shit. And, you know, I mean, they had everything in Showmore Tech. Dragon's Breaths, Bolo Rounds. They had it all in that catalog. That thing was like the second ultimate wish list next to Brigade Quartermaster and Shotgun News. Yeah. Steve, was that before or after the Bud K catalog with all the weird Gil Hibben knives? Oh, my God. I think that was probably right. That may have been about the same time, but God, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. I remember both Showmore Tech with Bagley. Yeah, God, that was and, God, that was and shotgun news. Yeah, that was my shit back, back in the day. You know, Ranger back Jones. in the day, shotgun news. You could order anything from shotgun news. Oh my like, God, yeah. Like you, you wanted back in the day. You want an MG42 machine gun parts kit, hundred fifty bucks. Get it. Oh, FNFAL parts kits. Yep. yep. They US were Cav. super yeah. cheap. So I, I can remember going through shotgun news so many times that your fingers were from the print. You know, you had black ink on your fingers from going through the print so much in that thing. So we used to do this thing stuff that were magazines that you could order from. And you used to have to send in a check or a money order. They were made of paper. And you I actually don't believe I, I don't believe this. No, no, it's real, right? So you had to fill these things out stuff and like and they have little carbon things in your checkbook. It was really cool back in the day. <laughs> I know what checks are. All Who right. uses those anymore? Everything's electronic. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, throwback? Every time I go to the grocery store here locally, I'll mm. end up behind some old farmer that's writing a check, and I'm like, seriously, oh my God, use a debit card. <laughs> a checkbook. It's the same thing, hero. I, I, I recently had to go through a course that talked extensively about monetary instruments. Uh, and many people who were not very much younger than I were highly confused by the concept of checks. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So just, just have them be a gun rep in Idaho or Montana. You'll be wait, fine. Wait, yeah. You'll be wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait for their orders to come in as fax machines on a fax machine. The first thing I had to do when I became a gun rep in Idaho was get a fax machine. So yeah. you want to hear something cool about fax machines? The first major firearms company to ever, or not firearms company, but ammo company to ever do that was Hornady. Hornady was giving out a fax machine at the time to their preferred clients as a huh. gift. You know why? Because yeah. they could get orders in faster and better. And it was, and they were, you know, huge fax machines at that time. And they, they were literally like, hey, and they had a little plaque on it, you know, from Hornady being one of our top whatevers. They were smart in that thinking about that because they were getting orders in now, you know, because it's fax machines, man. We can just fax this over to them. We're getting orders. And they, they saw an uptick in their sales based on those fax machines, man. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, one, my, one of my really good friends, I mean, she's been in this industry for 50 years probably now. Uh, and Joe, Joe knows her. I introduced him to her. She, she was like that person there and that loophole and stuff over the years. I mean, she, she's amazing. This woman is such a wealth of knowledge in the industry. It's disgusting. She is amazing to talk to. It's just a riot. And you put a couple of white wines in her, it's even better. God bless her. She's awesome. But um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of comical when she was telling me that. She's like, you know how smart we were back then? I'm just laughing, you know. But yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, Matt, where's Matt? He's in here somewhere. Hello. The, the ultimate magazine before SWAT, American Survival Guide. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember that one. We didn't I thought you were going to say we Soldier were, of Fortune. 
No, See, we, did, we just got like ah, dude. Hey, we were was like a nine, ten year old kid. Soldier of Fortune was like awesome to me. That was legit. Yes, yeah, Steve. We didn't we didn't get that stuff at my house. We we got a shotgun news, and I liked the uh, what are the IMI cartoons with the Germans and the British and stuff. I always thought that was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, always a big big fan. Uh, but then we we were law enforcement focused at that time, so. Uh, I would read all the police magazines, like law enforcement technology and police yeah. chiefs and stuff like that, that would all come to the head of company. And then my dad would bring them home and I'd read about being a cop. Didn't do anything with that. <laughs> you were well, smarter I, than that. I remember, funny, man, because I remember like, when I, I grew up on nothing but like stories from Nam and, you know, <laughs> tactics and, you know, all the lessons learned from that. And that was like, yeah, man, that sounds like a shit. I was pretty <clears> too late. And you wanted my, M14 so bad. One of my first memories for just cops that hear the, the stories type of deal. I was probably eight years old. It, no, I was about, about nine or ten years old. It's 1988, and I went with my dad to Chicago for a, like a business thing. And we went to Federal Signal Corporation, which is, you know, they make all the police light bars and everything else. And I, I dressed up in my suit as a little 10 year old kid and went in there and uh, it ended up being like a major pivotal thing that my dad convinced the president of the federal signal to buy like 50 night vision units a month. And uh, then that guy got fired and everybody forgot that you know, they just kept ordering for years. That's uh, awesome. We just kept shipping them stuff. But I remember we had to go meet a bunch of cops literally in the basement at a bar, like somebody's retirement uh, party in someplace called Chicago Heights. Um, and you know, basement of a bar, and that was that was my first exposure to the whole infantry, you know, versus artillery guys. And it was just a bunch of bunch of drunk cops. Um, but no, I never I, had the I never had the Vietnam stories. I, I I grew up with a lot of the cop stories. I got I got to say this: like when I first really learned, started learning about the history of B. Myers and how it came about. Like Matt's dad was an amazing man. Like the knowledge and the foresight that this guy had like Steph, you would be well served to read up on his dad uh, and like how he started, how the whole company progressed to where it is. I think there was a video on this. Wasn't there Matt, a YouTube video? I did. I made it. I, I made it. My dad passed away unexpectedly about three years ago. And so yeah. um, I made it and it's on YouTube and it's called, uh, it's, it's on the BE Myers channel and it's called the optics of optimism. And Yes, I, I, I made it with, uh, with two other guys, and it was uh, just absolutely, you know, it was rough. Uh, and what we, yeah. the, the thing is, we we didn't know how to put it all together, and we found that he had done. I never even heard of it. I still can't listen to the whole thing. Um, but he had done like a several hour interview with my sister for a college class on mm -hmm. his life and his philosophy on everything, and uh, he was, you know, he was pretty. N nothing was calculated. There was no calculated yeah. vision. It was fucking try anything just yeah. get out there and do something 45 long slide with laser sighting <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i'll tell you when i when i watched that i would I, I could not stop watching that it was amazing me it was just so amazing like like when he blew up the toilets i mean that was even better you, you know yes. i mean that that was amazing i, I mean not intentionally yeah. of course but we, when you blow up a container ship full of toilets i mean it's just kind of one of those things but well there the early, the early days, I guess. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I guess the whole philosophy could be summed up in one story. Early days, um, yeah, basically, he, he was not a money guy whatsoever. And they're like, hey, yeah, you're, you're broke and you don't know it. And he basically goes, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Stop going to work? So, and that was it. He just kind of worked, worked through it and um, you know, made, made something out of it. But it was yeah. just finding that marriage of opportunity and, uh, and, and everything, you know, everything yeah. else. It, any of the guys on here that have not seen that video on YouTube needs to watch it. Oh, thanks, it was one of, the, one of the most amazingly moving things. I, I cried watching it. <laughs> it. It was absolutely, utterly, not to bring up, you know, you know, any fresh stuff, but it was so amazing. Like, it, it needs to be seen by anybody who is in this industry or in business in general or, or going to be. Because it, it sums up literally, literally the American dream to a, to a degree. I mean, it sums it up. Yeah, the optics of optimism. Um, yep. You need to watch it. It's well worth it. Sit there and take it in and absorb it and then watch it again a couple days later because you will learn some valuable fucking life lessons from that video. The grand, the grand unveiling of that video, and it was him. You know, it's, we basically got the audio for it from him you know, doing an interview from, that was locked in my sister's computer for seven years. And we unveiled that for the first time at his funeral with 300 mm-hmm. people sitting there. And uh, the, you know, there, was, there was definitely not a dry eye in the house. Yeah, he was an amazing man just from that. I mean, amazing. So, yeah, it, it should be watched by everyone. No doubt about it, 100%. Steph, you, you, you'd actually like it, Steph. I got it, yeah. You, I wrote it down. Yeah, you would. You I just posted the link in the chat. It. Cool. Yeah, it's, 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 it's epic. It really is. But, yeah. Mm. You know, unfortunately, a lot of that history is lost to, to a lot of people. A lot of the industry history is lost. To yeah, no, that's just the positive stuff. That's not. We left out all the all the nasty stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I mean, I mean, let's let's be real about that. But yeah, I mean, but but it is. It's it's just awesome. I'm, yeah, you, I'm not you can look lie. that up online. B. E. Myers versus United States government Pac two contract. I was I was uh, that, that almost put us down. Yeah, but uh, here we are. No, it's definitely like really hard being young, young in this industry because I've, I haven't met a lot of the, the late greats, you know, and like, I don't know the history of a lot of the companies and it's, it's pretty hard to stand up next to people who do. And, um, 
who pretty much know where this industry has come from and everything like that, because I'm in a pretty different world of it. Now, a lot of it is flashy and a lot of it is people who don't know what they're talking about and everything like that. So, um, no, it's definitely like I live in a, I'm coming up in a different world than other people were. And, uh, I don't know. It's definitely tough. It would have, it would have been an interesting. I can tell you a lot about it. It's all the same. It would have been an interesting, it would have been an interesting world if we would have had things like this back in the day when guys like John Nowlin were alive, Jim Clark Sr. You know, mm-hmm. it would have been interesting because some of those guys, you know, and Steve and, and Matt know know a little bit about these kind of things because they've been in the industry a long time, but a lot of those guys were extremely colorful, <laughs> extremely colorful. There were some you know, personalities like big, out there. Big personalities. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like John, John, John Nallen used to drink like two glasses this size of gin straight a night while he worked on guns. That was just how he rolled. You, you know, know? That, that's, I mean, I think, that's also a lot of people in that generation. I mean, yeah, there's there's a few in the industry, but I mean, you look at that generation across the board. Same thing, the dudes, you know, working at his garage. I, I grew up working for my uncles uh, at an auto shop, and that's kind of the way things work. You know, you go down and take your heads to get machined down to the machine shop, and, and the dude that had been doing it a million years, he's sitting there, got a fifth in his hand. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to take, uh, you know, couple thou off here straighten it out you know and just do hey, the whole thing you're hey, like, man. hey steve you got any go, of that, you got any of that grip tightener oh yeah oh got all of it true i'll tell you guys a, i'll tell you a true story i was i was shooting the nationals at camp perry the first year <laughs> that i went this would have been 2004 and uh when you go to shoot camp perry you know you're squatted and you you got a bench mate basically and I, I go to walk up to my bench, and there's this old guy standing there. And I don't know how tall he was. He was like 6'5", at least. <laughs> and uh, I won't mention his real name, but they called him Doc. And he's famous, famous shooter, free pistol, air pistol, bullseye, national champion. And he walks up, and he's got a little tiny box like this big, just barely big enough to fit his gun and a box of ammo for the match. And... Um, he pops his box open and he gets his gun and his, his magazines and his ammo out. And he leans over to say something to me. And I almost, I almost passed out from his breath because he was so inebriated. <laughs> he was fucking hammered on the line. I'm like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm shooting next Steady to a guy. Nerves. Right. <laughs> And I didn't want to say nothing because I knew who he was, you know. I mean, he's he's a world-famous shooter and all this jazz. And so we go to shoot, and, I mean, he's shooting like – at the long line, he's shooting like 95s. At the short line, he's, he's cleaning targets. And I, I walked away from there, and, and I went back to my, my condo that night, and I'm talking to the guys I'm staying with, and I was telling them this story, and they're like, oh, yeah, you didn't know he's drunk all the time. All the time. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you, hard man. It, yeah, it, it, I mean, like even if you go like some of the manufacturers in Europe, right? So the, I mean, they're still vending machines there for beer. Yeah. In, well, it's in not some like a shops. stigmatized thing either. I mean, yeah, it, not, it is here. It is here. Yeah, 
it, you know, you have a couple of beers at lunch. We all know that it's no big deal, but there's a stigma attached to it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not like that. No, it's absolutely, absolutely not. It's, I mean, you can think be. back. Yeah, right. You can think back to our our history in the you know forties, fifties, sixties. You know, two martini lunch. You know, I mean, I mean, it was it was common for business luncheons to go out, have a drink or two at lunch, come back in and do that. You know, today that was still the government little, standard for up until per like, diem, up too. late eighties. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like two two drinks uh, with lunch, no more. After that, you were kind of like, all right, hey, dude. Yeah. But if you had two yep. beers with lunch on your lunch break, you were good. So, so with my company, it's it it's unspoken. If a, a bunch of us go out for lunch somewhere, where where I work in Pittsburgh, um, we got a ton of bars that serve awesome lunch deals, and you know mm-hmm. it's. Depending on, on what's going on and who goes out, it's, you know, kind of two drinks, that's it. You know, that's our limit kind of deal. But, you know, that's, especially with some of the older guys, that was what they would do. They would go get, order their beer, their, uh, yeah. like a fish sandwich, like a big-ass fried fish sandwich, fries, and two beers right off the bat, close out the tab and yeah. hang out. I had a um, really good friend of mine. She, you know, she's, you know, going through school, doing all her bullshit. She ends up, you know, engineering school. She goes to work for the big three. Here, here in Detroit, she calls me up one day from her office and she's losing her mind. She's like, Steve, there's nobody here. All the machines are running, but there's not a guy on the shop floor. I'm like, well, did you check the bar across the street? She's like, get the hell out of here. I said, no, call the bar across the street. I guarantee you they're all sitting there. She's like, get out. So it's literally, she calls the bar. Hey, is so-and-so there? He's like, yeah. They're like, yeah, hold on. You know, grabs the phone. He's like, yeah, is there a problem with the machines? What's going on? I'm like, no, I'm looking for you guys. Yeah, we're at the bar. Why do you need us to bring you back food? <laughs> and she's like, Never mind, click and hang. So she's like, holy shit, they're all at the bar. I said, yeah. I said, it's automated now. You know, that's what they're going to go do. She, she could not understand that these guys were all at the bar while their machines were running. They had it timed. They know when to come back. You know, this was their routine for 30 years on the shop floor. Yeah, man. That's the way I, like, I came from generations of mechanics. And that's just. You, you mean chop shops. Blue collar life, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Steph wouldn't know about that. Hey, when I was coming up, uh, working for my uncle at his shop, and uh, I mean, the rule, 4.30, stop what you're doing, go get a case. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, after you got beer, you continue to work, you know, if it was something we had to bang out fast or whatever. But I mean, more or less, it was like, eh. I, I, get, I can see Steph wrenching on a bunch of 240s right now with a case of Stella. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did go down range one time when I probably shouldn't have, but it's okay. One time, whoa, (laughs) whoa. I like I said, I'm not a rule breaker. Okay, I'm not a rule breaker over here. Um, But I was gonna say, kind of like. I didn't count it. It was the night before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah. No one will remember your name. At drill, we don't. (laughs) I kind of ruined it for the whole battalion, actually. But like at drill, we don't we don't drink if anybody is downrange that we support, which it always should have been like that. It always should have been like that. Rick shaking his head. What are you talking about? Ever since that one night, we don't drink if there's people downrange. Oh, I mean, we don't drink either. A weapon goes down, and yeah, I don't know how is it for you, Rick? Because we don't like get the green light very often pretty shitty actually here's how it is you don't ask and nobody says nothing well you're us you're okay you're on your own though you're a sniper team like you're definitely on your own when it comes to that well you guys no, do your I own mean, shit okay like 
we were like no shit on an op or something or yeah like, that's different but i'm saying like i'm not the blue someone said so steph is the blue falcon of the shot i'm not no this is different this is like, like a separate uh, area this is i'm not saying that we ever do i'm just saying that like yeah you're adults about smart. it one of the perks oh. of Idaho is uh, being able to drive out in the middle of nowhere and set up your camp in a big old fire pit and drink as much mm -hmm. as you want and go shoot and wake up the next morning and shoot and drink more. And, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Settle down, settle down I, I VJ. Those Arizona targets aren't going to attack you. That's the thing. One of the things that surprised me <clears> a lot when I moved to the Midwest is farmers, a lot of these farmers, they will drink a 30-pack a day. Yeah. Well, while they're in the combine yep. or the tractor, a 30 pack. Well, they I have to say, be up like all the time doing I, that shit. I didn't say part of a 30 pack. No, the whole I said pack. a 30 pack. Yeah. Passed out like this and, and the thing's just. That's why the combines have got auto steer and they're all GPS, right? They're all GPS. Yeah. I mean, Plug it's. play, man. But it, what, what's really, what's, what's. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also odd about it is, like the older farmers, like the guy that farms here for me at my place, He's, he's in his uh, mid-50s. His dad is 89 years old, and I saw his dad's name is Emil. I saw Emil today. He was in a tractor. He was shredding stalks, 89 years old, working a 12-hour day, right? Emil doesn't drink at all, period, not a drop. I've never seen him with a beer, right? But Kevin, who's in his 50s, I stopped by, by his farm today when we were out driving around, and, hell, he's probably 25 beers in. And working on a working on a tractor like it's no big sure. deal. That's why you see all those farmers with no thumbs or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you know what they're, they're called? You know, they're you know, driving. Are you gonna live your life, or are you gonna creep around? You know, tiptoe well, arriving safely. Yeah. So on. you guys always thought crop circles were aliens. It was drunk farmers on tractors. <laughs> they're driving. Around. Yeah, they're driving their combine and it gets clogged. The, the combine had a piece of rope. Keeping it on the way home. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, they're driving a combine and it gets clogged up. And, you know, the, the obvious thing that you should do is stick your hand in it to unclog it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While it's running, let it go. <laughs> yep. Well, how yeah, is she going to know if it starts running again? Exactly. <laughs> oh, this exactly. I mean, like, reaching like being the mechanic side of it is like, all right, you worked on something until crazy dark 30 at night. And you finally get it running. You know, two cases in. That's the best time for a test drive. You got it running, right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do this. Especially after putting a new transmission the, in it. Yeah. One of the funniest things I have ever heard anybody tell me about the Midwest was Brandon came up here for his first time to, to train with me. Oh, and God. his wife, his wife Leslie, she's from she's from Baton Rouge area. She's born and raised and always been there. And she is Googling uh Google maps of where we live. So she knows where he's at and she calls up and she's like, Hey, what are all those circles? I'm like, what are you talking about? The circles? No, the circles in the fields. And I she goes, are those crop circles? And I says, no, those are irrigation circles. We have, we have irrigation that, you know, they're called pivots and they pivot around the whole field. Right. And they, they just make a big circle in the field that you can see from space. She goes, those look like crop circles. <laughs> she's she's dead serious. Uh, yeah, she's dead yeah, serious. Um, she thinks it's a crop circle. We have shitloads of those here, too. God, yeah. oh. I went no. to a school in Oklahoma, and people were like, wait, you go out on the lake in the winter? Like, that's a thing? Like, they had no idea. It's it's a crazy thing. Yeah, they had oh, yeah. no idea what ice fishing is, anything like that. Like fishing rules. Yeah, I lived in drinking I lived in, in a small hut. So you get out of the freezer, right? Mm-hmm. I lived in Minot, North Dakota, for four years growing up, oh, and uh, <laughs> we used to drive across Lake Saskatchewan in the winter. They would mm-hmm. close the they would close the bridge, and you just drove on the lake. And every year, every year after they had closed the lake and opened the bridge back up, some dumbass would lose a truck every, every year. year. Same thing every in Michigan and Minnesota, man. Yeah, Civil Air Patrol in high school in Wisconsin go find the the trucks that went through the lake, and there was always four or five a year. Yeah, we used to do poker. We used to do poker runs. Literally, we'd get on our snowmobiles and we'd cut across in the UP, and we'd go into Canada across the ice flows. We we go to we go into Canada a lot. Yeah, I wonder how that that works. Nah, who cares? We were drunk on (laughs) snowmobiles (laughs) in the winter, driving across the ice. They weren't going to catch us. Remember, remember, it's legal to leave the United States anywhere. Truth. It's easier to ask forgiveness than it is permission. (laughs) As long as as you properly declare yourself to a customs officer (laughs) at the first possible uh, point, you're good to go. Wait a minute. How do you know these things? The first possible point. How how do I know these things? Because I've sat through... I know many lectures in the past uh, three weeks about yep. them. Yep. So I went, I was in Arizona and I went in like a little personal plane and I, fl- I didn't fly it cause that's scary, but I went in a plane and we were over an Indian reservation and oh, there was no. like a, like one of, like one of their cops kind of just like going on the road the and my cops. buddy didn't want to land there just because that cop was there. But like, it's totally cool to fly well, there, I guess. I don't, I, I, I didn't know the rules, but yeah, he's like, we're just going to wait and not land here because of that. And um, yeah, 
that's probably advisable. I don't know what airspace is like, though. Like, is it okay to it's fly? Not, it's, not, it's not an airspace thing. It's, it's a, not an airspace issue. Don't be a pale face on the res thing. Dude, I, I like my, my trips through Arizona, I always try to avoid driving across the res on some of my trips. Just because just being real. It, is, it is not a good place to be at times. I was I was teaching on a range down there that Rick probably knows down near Ajo. I actually and the, re, I actually and the res back to the range. I, I actually camped on the Yapavi uh, Indian Reservation down there a couple of nights they have a campground where you can stay and uh but I, I will tell you the worst res i've ever been on in all my travels because some of the places I, I i've always wanted to go you have to go through reses to get there and the worst place was going to cape flattery which is the farthest northwest point on the continental u.s that you can get to it's on it's in it's up in washington and uh you have to go through Oh, what is the Mackinac Indian Reservation? The Mackinac Indians up there? And you have to go to their office to get a permit to be on the res to go out to Cape Flattery. And when I get at, when I went in the office, the, the head shed guy, the chief or whatever he is there, he's like, Why are you here? I says, Well, I just want to go out to the to see the lighthouse. He goes, But why? <laughs> because yeah. Because it's a lighthouse, and I like lighthouses. <laughs> right, right. It's a real thing. It's yeah, a real it's, thing. Yeah. I gotta go through this all the time. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, they do not like people. On, and he told me flat out. He says, "Listen, here's the rule: you have to leave. You have to be off the res 30 minutes before sunset. Mm -hmm. Like, so I can't stay there and watch the sunset on U.S. public ground." He goes, "Oh, you can stay there, but if you stay there, you'll be there until morning." because we don't allow people to cross the res after 30 minutes before sunset. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, duly noted. <laughs> there wasn't like a gate or anything though, right? It was just like a normal line, just like a normal, yeah. like right. But they, crazy. but they have tribal. Did they post a cop. Did they post. Yep. They have tribal okay. police and the tribal police will pull you over and they'll take you to the pokey and you stay the night there. Have you seen the show Yellowstone? I think you'd yes. like it. Oh yeah, God, so good, right? That's a good show. Something oh, stuff is actually so, seen. It's well, it's new, but no, I I like it. It's because it, it's super real. Like that's what really happens when you go into the lands of Montana and stuff like that. It's no it, like there's no laws there, and yeah. when you have these these lands that is up against Indian reservations and then white people who own a lot of land, like it, it is some crazy shit. That scene where they killed the buffalo, they had to let the Indian. Indians in to kill the buffalo, like Longmire. Yep. Longmire. Longmire is a good one. It's got Katie yeah. off, so there's like. You know. So that's funny. Uh, the chick Gosh. in uh, the the chick in the movie uh, in Yellowstone who plays the nutty drunk sister. God bless Love her. Love her. Oh. So Steph, there was a show <laughs> called China Beach. Okay. A long time ago, Vietnam movie China Beach. It was her and uh, what Dana Delaney, right? You're saying the, the same chick? It was yeah. the same actress? Okay. Yep. Yep. China Beach. Same actress. Medic chicks. Medic chicks. All the medic chicks. All the time. So we actually, we actually had a deal here in Nebraska um, where the Nebraska Supreme Court ended beer sales uh, 
there's this there's this little town called White Clay. It's up on the border of South Dakota and Nebraska, and the it, right across the border is the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, which is dry, right? No no alcohol allowed, and White Clay Wait, sold so somewhere. Dry? What's that? The res was dry, or yeah, the res is dry. Oh, and so White Clay was selling approximately 10 million cans of beer a year. Yes, that's what I said, 10 million, um, to Indians that were coming across the border from the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. And so the state of Nebraska shut down White Clay's uh, liquor licenses. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny is uh, how, how regional uh, like alcohol sales are too. Like just before I had ever, uh, you know, been to the East Coast anywhere or in the South anywhere, and uh, you know, went to go get like beer. Like it's got the weekend off. Hey, let's go grab a case of beer, whatever. And it's like, no, nah, man, you can't. Okay. It's Sunday. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> let's go down to the grocery store, go get some beer. We'll throw some meat on the grill. Have a good time. Like, oh no, no, you can't do that. Like, what do you mean you can't do that? They don't have Minnesota, yeah. They don't Minnesota's, have alcohol sales on Sunday. We're still, like, <laughs> we're still like the last ones to do the low like ABV. Minnesota well, still not many people do that anymore. States do that. Kansas, Kansas does that. Utah does that. Uh, the county where I was born in Arkansas up until two years ago was still dry. You couldn't even buy beer at all. Period. None. And if you were caught with a six pack in the car and there was one gone. You're going to jail. So then, who would even live there? Like, how did they even find people to live there? Oh, the whole county has people living there. But what they would do is they would go, they would go a county over, and they would buy liquor, and they would run it back, and then they would give it to all their friends. They would like pool their money, mm -hmm. and one guy would run over and buy liquor and bring it back. <clears throat> but if we they have found it, liquor stores. We have we drive through liquor stores before. Yeah, we got drive through liquor stores. <laughs> we got drive through liquor stores. Michigan, Ohio, still we've still got them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. We've been having them for a minute. What was great. really weird? What was really weird to me was when I moved from Georgia to Virginia. All the liquor stores in Virginia are state owned, mm -hmm. right? They're called all, all ABC stores or whatever. Yeah, and it's like that. It's fucked up. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. It's strange. We uh, when we were filming the Precision Rifle DVD in Texas, the county we were in was dry. We 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 literally had to bribe a waitress at the local place. Precision rifle is sober. Yeah, I that's what that. I was asking. I'm like, I have no clue, right? I'm like, yeah, no, this ain't gonna happen. Like, you want me to shoot this Barrett at how far away? Yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. I, I need some bourbon. But we literally, we literally had to pay. Literally, we, we were in this little diner and like hand the waitress a hundred bucks. Like, like here you go. You know, here's two hundred bucks. We need you to bring us this, 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 and this, and we'll be back here tomorrow for dinner. She she literally like unpacked the trunk for us. I mean, it was great. She was awesome, man. That was, um, I was like, what do you mean it's a dry? This is Texas, for God's sake. You people, like, no, no, there's nothing dry in Texas. Stop. You can't expect me to shoot a rifle at, at a mile sober. It's not going to happen. Well, I can't even, there, no. there, are, there are still counties like Moore County in Tennessee, which is the, the, the home of Jack Daniels. Mm -hmm. Moore County is a dry county. You, can't, dry you county. cannot buy Jack Daniels mm -hmm. in Moore County, Tennessee where it's made that's okay because it's jack daniels 
Regardless, you can't buy anything there. Mm-hmm. King Shit of, of, of America, um, Dry Counties will be the first, second thing to go after the NFA. But uh, <laughs> keep hold, keep holding your breath. Yeah, I, I still love all these guys on the NFA groups that are like, oh, Trump's going to legalize suppressors. No. <laughs> No, he's not. No, that's never going to happen. You're, you're not going to get rid of my hands that on my first one. Right there. All right, right there. Yes. What they should do is try again, so that we have another brief window of extremely discounted suppressors for three or four or five months. Shit, Ben. People are still waiting for forty-one P. Yeah, it took me eleven months to get my like from the time I I started it. To the time it was in my hands, eleven months. Oh. So. What I what I find what I find funny about the whole NFA thing is when I first did my my very first SBR took over eighteen months to get, right? And and at that time this would have been 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. and it was one of those deals where you just submitted and forget it. That's all you did. Yeah. You just submitted it and you forgot it, and one day you would get a stamp in the mail. Now you can get on e-file and you can do your form. You can do your form one. And in about 30 days, you have your stamp back. Yeah. yeah form ones are going a lot faster than the form fours. Yeah. Cause it's all e-file now. It's so fast now I'm putting it off because I'm lazy. I still got to send uh, I got to send an 870 to Vang that I want to SBS. And it's just like, I actually should probably do it tomorrow since I don't have to fucking work. Well, since yeah, I work from should, home, so I don't have to work. Yeah, you should form one it and then send it to Bang. Yep. By the time, yeah, by the, time the stamp's back, I'll have the gun back. Yeah, really? Actually, uh, you can't send it to him until you have the stamp. Whatever. Technicality. Technicality. Yeah. I have Technicality. just... It's, it's just that it's just, it's just all. Buddy's only got a scratch all like, don't worry, we'll engrave it. <laughs> Buddy of mine knows all about that and what happens when you send stuff off and don't have stamps. Jesus, those idiots. <laughs> no, I had stamps. I had the stamps. Oh no, I had the stamps. The ATF is oh. very, very particular about oh. who cuts what when you have a Form 1. Very idiot. particular. Idiot. Yeah, well, that that particular pace paid me paid me back a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> so, they should have. Uh, no, they did. Trust me, it cost me a lot of money, but it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's why you have a really good attorney. It costs you a lot of money. Oh well, it's life. Whatever. It's no fun. You, you haven't lived till you sat there with the ATF for a while. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid that at all costs. <laughs> Their attorneys are like good guns. They're they're expensive because they're worth it. Like a divorce. Yeah. Well, like I have a piece of paper on the wall that cost me nine thousand dollars for one piece of paper, so that mm-hmm. I would not have to pay the the uh, uh, ITAR tax every year mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it came down to you're going to pay ITAR for this year and the previous four, or you're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, at that point in time, 
2014 ish, they were actually enforcing that stuff. They didn't give you an option. And so I had to hire a lawyer to fight it. And I was, I'm the only person, I'm the only shop that I know of in the whole state that got an exemption or in the whole nation that got an exemption, but it cost me, it cost me a mm -hmm. lot. It cost me a $9,000 gun is what it cost me. It's all right. It's better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, in the, in the ensuing years, then I didn't have to pay. So, you know, it's worth it. Now, of course, they're going to, they're going to turn all that stuff over to the department of commerce and it won't <clears> matter <throat> anymore. And, yeah, but oh, you know, I got a question for Steph. Steph and Rick, probably favorite bipod. I like the the, the Skypod. Um, really, for like dynamic shit. Mm -hmm. uh, for like flat, you know, flat range or uh, ELR stuff like that. Uh, I'm gonna give the nod to uh, the Atlas. Uh, mm. I like the uh, uh now the 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 model of it is escaping me, but um, it's I, I forgot what Atlas model it is, but anyway, it's it's, uh, it's got the the legs are a little bit uh, spread out more. Um, mm. Damn it, I can I picture it in my about. head. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, because it it's you know on, on like a flat range, super stable. Skypod's real nice because you can manipulate it real quick and mm -hmm. it's it's still really really stable there it is yep i think you know so i've got you know i've got the gamut you know atlas <laughs> Harris, how do you have that there magpoles <laughs> akitech knights i've got a bunch of bipods and a lot of different guns you know and i think a lot of it's weight factor but the thing that drives me nuts that i see a lot of is guys that are automatically putting spikes yeah. I'm like, obviously, you've never shot off concrete or, or <laughs> you know, something like that. Because they're harder. not. That's the thing. And that's why, like, it's okay to put spikes on it because in PRS, they're not shooting off concrete. Right. Ever. So, like, it's okay in applications. But, yeah, like you said, like, I mean. I mean, if it has, like, like quick disconnect feet, you know, that, like, thread in and out, whatever, you know, you can just be like, all right, cool. Push this button. range is nice manicured grass. Cool. Uh, uh oh, to I'm see. gonna be shooting off of the uh, you know concrete uh, flat line right there. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, have them around, but a pair of caps would be really sweet. I'd rather have the rubber feet stock. on the grass than the spike feet on the concrete any day of the week. Yeah, truth. Uh, TJ Casey said, "Is hair still a viable bipod option?" What I see the pros run in like, and this is just talking PRS NRL like that kind of stuff. They are all running the Harris. Mm -hmm. um so definitely a viable bipod option i've only run the atlas and i've had good but i'm not a, i'm not at the top of the the top of the uh board there so i don't know i'm i'm because they, they like the harris because it's easy to deploy it's super fast the hair the harris um, yes uh, like for the money harris is still absolutely a viable option yes there are better but you could do worse <laughs> um, i think a lot of that too depends on the weight of the gun as well yeah, yeah. The, the thing about the, the Harris is it's the geometry of the way the, the bipod sits. So mm -hmm. on on uh, a lot of the Harris's, your 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 legs are going to be like this, and, and most of the weight is sitting above the legs, whereas you look at, uh, like, the Atlas's, and it transfers the weight to about right here. Yeah. So you look at the geometry of the legs, and it brings the weapon, the, the center of gravity, lower, and that adds to, you know, lateral stability. 
you get something that's sitting on top of the apex of, of the, where the, where the triangle would be, where the legs are sitting like this, that's where instability starts coming into play. Mm -hmm. If you got something that's kind of like the MDT where, you, you know, the sky pod where you can, there you go. Yeah. Prop them out more. So even though you're on top of that, you can spread those legs out more like this. It, it opens up that triangle and you can get a little more stability. So it's just, I mean, it, is the Harris a bad bipod? No, hell no. It's not a bad bipod. It's just uh, kind of old technology. But, you know, if that's what you got, they'll still do. I mean, I, I think it serves pretty well on like a, you know, like a 16 inch DMR type gun, 18 inch DMR type gun, you know, and a 5.56 five, gun, you know, with some of the handguards that are out still that are there. I, I think it's, you know, it's pretty viable for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, you can like, still use it. We, we use them for a long time. We've done a lot of work. A lot of dudes have been killed off the top of a Harris bipod, but, um, you know, like anything else, technology is progressing and, you know, you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself into saying mm -hmm. like Harris is the greatest thing ever. I don't need to update or anything like that, but like, if your budget isn't, you know, there for a, a sky pod or a, a, an Atlas, Atlas. Yeah. Harris would do great. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I got, I mean, I, I got like a $25 Harris coffee off of Amazon's. I think, I think it's just good. Settle down with your NC Star bipod hero. <laughs> it's like well worth it. Have one of the it's got, it's, it's got, accessories. It's got two egg, two eggs and a spring. I mean, this it's the same, right? It's close. What were you saying, stuff? Uh, ben, what were you saying? It, it's nice just to have a Harris on a QD mount that you can just take off and throw on any rifle in twenty seconds and go. Mm -hmm. um, that's just. I mean, if you had to have one and put it on a QD mount that you can switch between all your different rifles. Um, like you said, the, the size and the convenience of it is just like, bam, bam, bam. Okay. Great. <clears throat> um, slap it on and run it. But for yeah, my, one. for my shooting, all, what I know that I need is I need a bipod that can go low. So a lot of times I'll actually put the feet back. So it goes even lower because I'm really short and sometimes you're shooting in like a down slope. So I need to be way low. And I also need my bipod to be able to put the legs out really quick and then put the legs way back in. So I don't want to fuck with how far they're going out like this. I want to make sure that they're still in line so I can put them back onto the gun pretty fast. Um, and this is like literally me just talking like competition shooting and everything like that. I also don't want them to snag on a lot of shit either. So with, for me, as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The um, B10 is super great in that application. I haven't had any issues with it. And it also like running in mud and stuff, I don't have any issues with the legs still being able to move out and adjust or anything like that. If I clean it after, if I lube it, lube it after and brush off all that mud, it'll still work. And I haven't had any issues with it. I know with a lot of the Harris's they've had Speaking of Harris, get the notch legs, dude. Do not get other than notched legs. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No, that's real. I know on the Harris too, a lot of guys will put like those, that paracord grabber in the middle so that they can uh, deploy them really fast, like in mm-hmm. one swipe. I didn't know what that was, so I asked, and they were yeah. like, yeah, it's just yeah, like, to be able to grab yeah, them just, out. I mean, it gets both feet at the same time. Big enough hands, you can like just grab them, but yeah. yeah. Sometimes I don't want to put both legs down either. If I'm, I can use the bipod leg bracing off of like a certain section of the barricade, you know? It, I mean, it leaves you options. I, I don't use the paracord, you know, uh, dual leg grabber thing. Too, because if I need to kind of straddle something, it'll start, it'll start getting in the way. Um, That's a good point. And yeah. honestly, I've never had any trouble just reaching up, grabbing both both legs like this, and just swiping them down. So. I like I like being able to do you know single leg application if I want to grab it like a hand stop. You know, if, if, if I want to grab that gun and actually use one of those legs as a hand stop or you know as a vert grip, you know, absolutely for stand up stuff or anything else, I get some more dynamic whatever you want to call it i, I liked the couple of features of the atlas where i could split the legs front to back and straddle like, like you're talking about because I, I i did that at one where we were actually shooting off the front of some vehicle and i had them straddling the brush guard yep. of the vehicle and that, and that it makes a lot of sense to me it yeah, really it, does it, just, so, it gives you more options you know because you never know what kind what you're going to encounter yeah i got to look at that other pod one though i got to look at that that sky pod yeah it, mdt makes it okay um, I need one too that I know isn't gonna um, that I can tighten the cant a lot as Ooh. well. And I know, like I was screwing with the Magpul bipod recently, and I was talking to people about it, and it's really like it's it has a lot of easy cant to it. And so people were pretty much saying like use it in more of a gas gun roll, um, that kind of thing. And it's not a bad bipod at all. It just it didn't work for PRS application because it was so I couldn't lock the cant in enough to where I could keep the gun level and everything like that. Um, <clears throat> and with my B10, I had I didn't have an issue with it. So it's just applications and what you're using it for. Yeah, I, I've shut the Magpul bipod a lot on like scar heavies. Um, it was it's actually a pretty good bipod for that application. I, I didn't have any problems with that on like the heavy and a couple other gasser guns. But yeah, I I could see that. It's pretty light too. It's light and it works, yeah. And well, the I, buttons are really easy to manipulate. Yes, Matt. I have bad news. Do you guys want to keep on going? Do you guys, if you guys want to keep on going, I'll keep this running. But I'll probably need to kill the feed soonish. And I'm going to bed. I'm dead. Yeah, it's all good, man. I got to get up and work tomorrow. Some of us are essential personnel. Exactly. And if you're not essential, don't even look at but, me. But but n- but Flexing. not all of us. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got a shower so I can wake up early and log on Slack so it looks like I'm at work. 
I'm going to be essential <laughs> with my pillow. You know what? This non-essential uh, traffic, though, is, is pretty awesome. That's the one reason why I'm kind of pissed. So, like, for, for my company, um, we, we support nuclear power and a bunch of government work. So, like, we could be open. And I was wanting to go into work because it's great because there's nobody there, nobody to bother me. And traffic was insanely light, but they just kind of closed up. So it's really boring. I'm out, people. See y'all later. All right, Steve. Later, See you, Steve. Hey, 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 Tom. Yo. What's what's your other company? Uh, mechanical engineer in the nuclear industry. Well, I know that one. I mean, the other oh. one. Oh, Dark Star Gear. Oh, Dark Star Gear. Don't they make good holsters? I think. Oh. Nice. I just yeah, want to throw I'll, that I'll plug in. <laughs> I try. Bye. You're gone, Rick? I, yeah, I'm yeah. the worst shill in the world, though. It'll be essential. Gotcha. Matt. <laughs> I was wondering when you were finally going to be like, yeah, about these, like, I just can't do one tonight. Like, I'm waiting, like, for when that's going to happen. But it's probably going to be tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, because I think what I'm doing is I'm going to shift my schedule tomorrow so I can help cover um, in the early evening. Okay. Just because there's only one officer on and there's no reason for a bunch of us to be on at the same time in the morning. And I get to mm -hmm. sleep in. So, yeah. So I'll yeah. be out and about tomorrow night. So probably won't be doing one of these tomorrow. Tuesday probably though. But okay. there's enough content that we've recorded that I can skip a day and still maintain every day-ish crap. Yeah, my trooper. Have you been working on anything? Uh, sorry. Go go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. Have you been working on anything uh, like topic focused, or you know, has it just been you know random open mic stuff? And let's see here. Joe's been here for a bunch of them. Steph has been here for some. Ben has been here for a majority of them. It has been nonstop great. The beginnings are a little slow, just getting people in here. But once it starts going, we, we maintain mo momentum and we can talk. We talked about pipe tobacco. It was really interesting. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I've got uh, three notebooks here that I'm just constantly taking notes down on as I, like I've got, I've got, this is like going to college, <laughs> just scribble stuff down that pops up like, oh, I'm going to need to remember that later. Um, what's been the most common thing that you've been noting down? What's been the topic? All sorts of random stuff, coronavirus stuff, gun stuff, training stuff. Um, that uh, dry fire training stuff yesterday was was money. I'm gonna, gonna have, have to, to get one that. of those Manisex systems and yes. run the heck out of it. Yep, yep. But yeah, basically, it's whatever anyone wants to talk about. We talk about it, and it works out really well. Um, I do, I do see some structured podcasts coming up, but we're in no real hurry. Unless someone says, oh, we need to talk about this. There's one uh, concerning uh, warrants. I'm waiting on someone for that. But that's one that we will do. The way it's been going, though, hell, today, it was three, hour, ten, three hours, ten minutes. That's not bad. That's, hopefully, that's providing some entertainment, something for someone. Maybe. Could be. People, I don't know, people, there's been good feedback that I've been seeing, so I think it's good. Well, I think it's I just nice to hear people. It. What was that? They'll tell you if they hate it. Yes, like they hate Caleb. 
Oh my God. I read those comments when you told me to go back and read those comments. Holy Toledo. Yeah, but, but everybody hates Caleb. Everyone hates Caleb. Everybody. I had to watch Paul Harrell videos to find out who the fuck he was. I'm sorry. Uh, I wrote down the whole fact about the ACOG, that the ACOG uh, take down knobs and everything like that were actually made on the left side first, and then they realized it got in the way of your uh, hand using the charging handle and stuff like that, so then they switched it. And I thought that was so freaking smart. I love when people change their product after they see it in use yes. and everything like that. I love that. I'm doing this for the, that a, for um, chat. Was that a desirable change or was that a, uh, we're not going to pay you for this contract unless you fix it change? Desire. Uh, actually, I don't know. He didn't really say it was in what Mockcast was it in, uh, organizational maintenance. I think it was. Um, it was that guy I liked, Matt. What's his name? How do I forget his name? <laughs> that guy I liked. <laughs> they all blend together. <laughs> I I don't know, because he works with a lot of government contracts still. He was in the Marine Corps, I think, and then, uh, I don't know. Keep on Final going. Answer, I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't. Okay, he was, he was it Jim, John, Jim, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he, Jim Santoro. Okay, yes, Jim. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, everyone knows Jim. But I can't remember if he said why they changed it. I think it was after testing and them seeing. I don't think it was contract. I think it was just the company being like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Okay. Yeah. Because I know a lot of that stuff happened with like the PECs, like the PEC-15 and such like that. Chuck Pressburg had a, had a lot of comments on it, how they changed a lot with the PEC-15, the buttons and how it worked and everything like that. And I think it was just the company seeing it and then the company changing it, which is, which is really cool. One thing that's been really cool about these also, just the various people that jumped on, Ian from Forgotten Weapons was on for a while yesterday. Um, Matt from B.E. Myers. <laughs> that's someone I've been trying to get on here for a long time, and he was on last night and today. Um, Yari, the CEO of Varstaleka. Um, and then these guys come in, and everyone just has such nice, it's just nice discussion. So they've, they, these have been nothing but positive, except with Caleb. The daily dose of people. Yeah, and it's and and these are all and it's and these are all nice, good people. So it's reassuring. It's nice to see that we have people like this in the industry that we can listen to and trust, and they're not all scumbags, like Caleb. I think that's what that's what's hard is because like I know Caleb in the real, and I know Caleb on great like, guy. In the real great guy, I've helped like we've helped each other out, and that's what's so hard is because people are watching this just like a reality TV show, and they take what they want from it. And so it's nice that like our organization can still back up Caleb, not as somebody like who like, not as like oh he's in our in our like sphere, so we have to back him up. It's like we know him in the real, and that's why we if he gets really drunk one night, uh, yeah that sucks. You probably shouldn't do that on here because you are in a public forum and stuff like that. But he's a good guy. And yep. he's, he still has knowledge and people, yeah, people watch this as a reality. Well, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, because these all run together, but he basically explained it. And we've had this conversation before. It's a character. It's a character. So, no, I'm not going to say, I was, I'll say it offline. <clears throat> there was okay. a post he made that I commented on. I gave him an idea for a, a new video. Okay. I'm excited. 
I there's a I hate he and I were talking about it. There's a there's another couple of video ideas that could come out of this. Just to just to totally fuck with the dude. Well, I think you're in that same chat or that same thread. Let me look. Is this still going out for the world or not? Yeah, oh yeah, we're we're still live. Okay. So he posted today th- the post he made, tell me your favorite memory of me. Okay. And there I replied and I gave him an idea of, you know, you need to do this for a video. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) And I quote Aaron Smith, who was on yesterday, referring to a Mr. Paul Harrell. A sentient stack of 1990s guns and ammo magazines coupled, or, yeah, that's all. There's someone else said something about a pair of unpleated slacks turned to life. Uh, some of these comments. I like Caleb because he's so freaking honest. Like, I, I just love the honesty from him. It is, I don't know. I just like it. When no, he was talking, because somebody but he edited that up, video and he lied. <laughs> somebody brought up how he was talking about writing like trash articles. And I don't think he writes trash articles, to be totally honest. He takes the time on his articles. I believe in episode three. Yeah. Yeah. It was number three of these. Okay. He and Fisher talk about writing, rewriting, or republishing. I think that's might be where some of the trash article stuff came from well guess what that's the real part of it how many people do you think do that in this world that don't say it honestly i just repost the same old article and just say this is what i mean yep like what and honestly like and that's what i'm saying it's a reality show take it for what you want it but the information is still getting out right if you go back to 2010 and repost that same thing like at least they're taking the time to rewrite it i don't know it's yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm thinking tomorrow I won't be doing one of these. I'll be working. But after off. that, hey, what's this? It's a heathen bipod. Why do you have all those next? Why do you have all those? The next heathen things? assaulter bipod. Because this is where I sit when I work on guns. Mm, okay. So I have all these pistols in front of me too, and I laughed really hard when yeah, you were so, putting that bipod into your head. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the same thing for my desk, and I made the mistake of going on Zoom. Uh, I've I've stopped using my laptop for Zoom because I went on and I had to like make it act make it act like my laptop fell off the stand because it's a fucking table full of guns. When I got uh, a bunch of people in my company looking at it, yeah, like that. Yeah. We've gone through Modcast without one slide rack. It's pretty sad. I already not did. this one. I know, not this one, but there has been some. Maybe it was back, it was back in a... YouTube days. Ash, my mic's not picking it up. Oh, yeah. I hear it. It's spinning the cylinder. I got a uh, Timber K6S on my desk. Oh, cool. I would not mind picking up one of those. 
Not terrible. Oh, I have a question. Uh oh. And it's actually probably a dumb question, but somebody asked no, me, and is. I've never been asked that question before. Um, hold on. I have to to get. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> she was still plugged in as she tried to get away. This must be a hell of a question. Yes. Wonder what it could be. Probably not about t pipe tobacco. It's probably not about cigars. She already asked about those acid cigars, so it's not going to be about that. I'm muted. <laughs> um, <laughs> that wasn't actually the response to that wasn't actually bad. Like he was actually like super, just like oh yeah. I've like smoke cigarettes before so I was showing this to somebody and they were like Looks why like is a 509 t yes they were like why is the flashlight out so far like they said it exactly like that and i was like you know what i don't fucking know what it is and now i'm thinking about it is it so like when it fires it doesn't hurt the glass or anything or is there like a reason for it or is that just where else can you put the lens yeah, yeah i'm thinking it's the this has much more to do with it than just the size of the yeah. gun you know, some friends of mine went to, let's see here, we went to FN, Fisher, Blowers, Cowan, and I, and we got to mess with that pistol before it was officially released. And we got to give our input as to the different controls and how they were formatted. And we all voted and said, yeah, we don't like this, we like this better. And then. And it happened. And there you have it. Shut up. It was cool. They showed us the the, the optic mount is very cool on that. Yeah. I, the one thing I voted on that too was to keep the wings, the wings on the rear, on the rear. I, I would have liked to see that stay uh, somehow on uh, with a mount, but yeah. Um, harken ba I, harken uh, back to the uh, days of European, central European sidearms. How's that? Just having ears on the rear sight like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking it would be it would just be kind of nice to project or protect. Yeah. I know they they after they first released it, I know they adjusted the trigger and every, everything like that. When I went to FN for a course, they were talking about how you can do it yourself, but I totally forgot. But I know they've since changed the trigger because the trigger it is a little uh, a little it's a little gritty, and I and I know they adjusted it, but. It's one of those things you release a gun and then you get feedback on it and you change it again and whatever. But that's really pretty cool, Matt. You should be pretty proud of that. Well, that uh, the micro they just released. Mm -hmm. That very trip in August of 17, we got to mess with it. And it just was released now. That's badass. It's strange. So it took, okay, so it took time. Yeah. And the midsize too. Um, what was it? The, the mag release, the slide stop, and there was something else that we wound up talking about it was like deleting something and adding something with the ambi controls and just having them yeah it, it, it was cool to have those discussions and basically the four of us would be at this this conference table and tom victor was there and several other prominent fn people and they'd ask a question and then among the four of us we just kind of bounce off each other and say yeah well what about this we like this and all the engineers are just writing down as fast as they can as we're talking it was it was really cool. It was fun, and they let us shoot all these different machine guns and all kinds of guns over there in their uh, testing range, and 
it was a good experience. I'd love to go back. Great, great people over there. Yeah, I saw like all their scars from day one to like the current scars just because they brought us through like that whole, uh, their whole like vault because it was like their engineering, like just, um, but it was just insane. Like, it's just cool how they'll show people and, and anyone who's in the military, you can go to fucking FN for training. So do it. Hello. Great people over there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. But that being said, I will still make fun of any 5.7 pistol or sub gun. Because it's you have to. Roll, I roll. have to. Yeah, have to. Same with uh, gonna bring up Taurus again, Taurus pistols. The CEO happens to be a friend of mine and a friend of primary and secondary. I'm excited to see the future, but their current pistols I'm still gonna make fun of. I have to. Yeah. Great guy, but he's been, that, that he's was been your, on the modcast. That's your con that was your contact through Walter, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, because he got me a bunch of information and stuff like that that I needed. I just never acted on it. Yeah, great guy. I have to pee really bad, so I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Good luck. Bye. We'll see you on Tuesday, probably. Maybe. Bye. Okay. Hi, guys. Yeah. Bye. Picked up an FNP45 tactical. It came with the whole package with the doctor site. and Cool. Um, it was back in... It was my first year of college. It must have been 2011. Um, and we ran that. That gun was so easy to shoot. God, dumping 14 rounds through a magazine and, like, the split times were nothing. That gun was so well balanced. The trigger was perfect. Uh, it was just a very intuitive gun to use, and it had a lot of ammunition. Yeah, they do good stuff. Smart people over there. Well, I think I'm going to kill the feed. Um, if you guys want to come back, well, Ben already knows, but if the rest of you people that aren't normally on these, let me know if you want to jump on. I What I've been doing is just on my page, like on my Facebook page, whatever. I've just been posting the link. Um, and then if you happen to jump in, send me a message or something in case I miss that you're in the attendee pile, because then I can move you over as a panelist. And these have just been really fun. It's just been a nice conversation. Talking to friends, hanging out. And hopefully the uh, people listening are, are getting something out of this. I think so. They, they learned about 80s and, and 90s movies. Or and something. the movies to go watch? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be sad because I know a couple people are going to jump in thinking we're still going. No, it's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm good for later this week. Cool. Excellent. And if there are any topics you want to talk about, say the word and we can set it up. I've got all kinds of stuff. I've got, I think we, you and I have talked about like at least two or three different articles that are in various stages of draft emails because that's the only place I can, uh, I can do stuff at work where it won't be, uh, I don't want to say spied on, but I, I can, yeah. I can do stuff. I can do stuff there on my phone and back and forth. And I just never push through, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of those I think might be, might be worthwhile. Yeah. And that's how I write most of my articles is it's a voice to text to myself. Yep. The crappy thing about it though, is sometimes I get the voice to text doesn't quite work and I have no idea what the hell I was saying. Yeah. Six hours later, you're like, what the, yeah. what, what the hell was going what on was here? I, was I drunk again? 
All right. Well, I'm going to kill the feed now. All right. Later. Bye. See you guys later. <clears throat>